Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Justin McAwee. Because I was on campus and I had to appear like I was one of the cool kids, I would put the Star Wars book inside one of my textbooks so it looked like I was just studying for class. <laughs> All right, look, there's only one return, okay? And it ain't of the king, it's of the Jedi. Vincent Francis Jankowitz of Ford. I'm a glorified fact checker. Last I checked, the most runs in the game wins. Actually, I am a fact checker. And Greg Probst. If you look at most Bond fans movie rankings, they have Casino Royale and Majesties in their top two. For me, these actually rank in the bottom part of my list. I mean, I love them, but they don't compare to Diamond Club Forever. Justin, stop getting Bond wrong! Alrighty, hello everybody, welcome back to Baseball and Whatever, episode 72, Baseball, Bears, Football, and our favorite computer games or PC games, whatever you want to call them. I am Justin. Guess who's back after some time off to get done with some work? Vinny is back. Round of applause. Vinny, thank you so much for coming back. <laughs> Shakalaka. There we go. All right. And also, uh, also special shout outs to both, uh, Shaggy Von Doom from Heron Puckberg and Locked On Avalanche podcast and, uh, my colleague Jordan from Live School the last couple of weeks filling in as co-host. We appreciate it. It is yes, really hard you. to do a show by yourself. Um, so it is so you nice. Great. Have... Well, thank you, Vinny. You're too kind. You, you're, uh, you're wonderful. I was rambling. Justin. A lot of rambling. A lot. I'm full of hot air. What can I say? Um, so yeah, Vinny's back. Uh, Greg also wrote in, he, he hasn't had a chance to hop back on, but he did include some thoughts on some things. So we'll share those thoughts. If you are a Greg fan, of course you are. Who isn't? 
And uh, yeah, we got plenty to talk about. We got some potential managers for the White Sox. We got some outcomes of the Cubs season and what we're thinking for next year. And then the Bears and Vikings predictions and our recap of the Bears-Giants game, which... Eh, whatever. I don't know. It's pretty lackluster if you're a Bears fan. Uh, but then the good stuff will get to our favorite PC games of all time. That's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, Vinny, uh, welcome back. Let's get this started. If you are listening to us for the first time, you can reach us on a variety of ways. We also have our YouTube channel, Baseball and Whatever, YouTube.com slash Baseball and Whatever, Twitch.tv slash Baseball and Whatever, Facebook.com slash Baseball Whatever, and Twitter. We are rapidly approaching almost a 1,000 followers at Baseball and What. You can also email the show, um, like I said earlier, or text us and leave us a voicemail at 1-913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-FART. <laughs> All right, you know, Sid- Justin, I yes, have to Vinny. say that was disappointed. No, no audible fart sounds whenever you would do the... No, the I'm, not a, I'm not, not a good with your mouth. mouth. <laughs> That's about all I got. That's pathetic. That's just me doing raspberries with Maddie because Maddie I know, does say, raspberries. I feel bad for Maddie. You don't do good raspberries. That's about all I can I do as I'm, as I'm blowing into my mic here. Uh, no, yeah, there you go. I'm not, I'm not very good at it. I, I see. I thought you were going to go in a different direction here. I thought you were going to say you did not like that. I did not do the famous numbers because, um, well, uh, yeah. you're just doing it by yourself. I don't. Yeah. Well, thank that. you. Thank you. But I know <laughs> you didn't. You, were you going to ask and answer your own questions? Pull like a, just, a George Justin, who's, who's favorite? Who's your favorite <laughs> 70? Oh, well, hold on, Justin. Let me get back to you. Yeah. I would have to pull your dad. I'd have to be looking him up because I wouldn't know any of them. Um, <laughs> But I know I saw in the notes it was either it was Greg that wrote in. He said famous seventy ones. Shout out to Scott Linebrink and Wade Davis. I forgot all about those two to be honest. That, that they oh even gosh, wore seventy one. But we are on seventy two. Uh, there is only one Blackhawk I can think of that wore seventy two. I dearly miss him since he was traded to Columbus and then went to New York. And he is a powerhouse as a Ranger. That is the one, the only, the bread man, Artemi Panarin. And yeah, that's all I got. Then. I don't know any other seventy twos. Uh, there was only one other 72 for the Blackhawks, mm. 1992, John Tonelli. I've never heard of him. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, only wore it the, well, I don't know. Let's see how one, long he one played season. for. He, uh, oh, he had a, what, what was that? Uh, he, wow, he played a lot of years, actually. Oh, um, really? Yeah, he played mainly with Calgary. The Islanders, eight years with the Islanders. Wow. Um, only one year with the Blackhawks, though. Okay. One year huh. with 14-year career. Well, he stuck around pretty well. And Four-time I'm, I'm kind cup of, winner, two-time All-Star. You don't I'm kind of sad that I don't Pennelli know. Who, is? No, I don't know. what Was he a 90s guy or an 80s guy, mostly? Oh, uh, 80s and uh, early that, 70s. That or might, late, oh. mid to late 70s, yeah, that's probably Okay, why. well, that makes me feel a little bit better. So he was probably yeah. winding down his career when he got to the Hawks. Though. It was his second to last year. Okay. His last, uh, yeah, his last season was playing with uh, Quebec. Oh, the Nordiques. Right. I've been so close to buying a Nordiques jersey every once in a while. They have really cool, or they had really cool uniforms. I hope they bring them back someday as a team. How, but... uh, they, they don't have a team currently, no. do they? They moved okay. to Colorado in 95, became oh, the Avalanche, okay. and won the Stanley okay. Cup the year they left Quebec. So, oh, Or at oh. Quebec, I guess, if you're in French Canada. But uh, Anyway, what other 72s you got for us, Vinny? You don't have any Bears? No, you're asking no, the wrong no guy for Bears numbers, no. All right, um, let's see here. Alex Leatherwood is currently um, reserved, I guess. He yes. hasn't. He still has mono, mono, I think, right? Yeah, he he just came back. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, he was seen at practice wearing a T-shirt. As so. somebody who had mono in high school, it is not fun. And I had a mild case. I Yeah, not good. Not no. good. My sister had a really bad case. Um, before Alex Leatherwood, you might recognize this name. He's the junior, but Tyrone Wheatley. Do you remember Tyrone Wheatley Sr.? No. Running back for Oakland during uh, their their good days with uh, Rich Gannon. John no, Green. I don't remember him at all. One of my favorite I remember Rich Gannon. Raiders. Yep. Tyrone Wheatley. But this is Tyrone Wheatley Jr. He was an oh. offensive lineman. Not with the team anymore. Okay. It says 2021 to 2022, I'm assuming. If anything, he's on the practice squad. Okay. doesn't say he's with the team. Before that was Charles Leno Jr. Charles Leno him. Jr., I remember, yes. Yes, Charles Leno Jr. I think he was, uh, if I remember correctly, he proposed on the field when the Bears clinched the division under Matt Nagy, if oh. I'm remembering correctly. I completely Be- forgot about that. Oh, wow. Um, Justin, you don't know your Bears history. No, I, I try to know as little about the Bears as I can because they disappoint me so much. That's okay. They did, well, pretty much all Chicago sports d- disappoint in some way. At or some another. point in time, yes, they do. You're yep. right. Uh, before Charles Leno Jr., uh, the next notable one would be Gabe Karimi. Yes, we were, I remember him remember being him? kind of a kind of a bust in a little a little yes. way, a bit right. Yes, from Wisconsin. Yes, bust. yes. Uh, before him, Kwasim Mitchell. The name rings a bell, but yeah, um, I'm not. I can't picture the guy though. No. Uh, tackle guard, war number 72. Um, played okay. 21 games in his career, all with Chicago. So, Huh. Interesting. Um, let's see. Before that, uh, the fridge himself, oh, William Perry. Perry. Yeah. I know he's yeah. having, he's having a lot of health problems now. It's kind of sad. Yeah. He's a, he was a big guy. He's a big dude. Um, yeah. Let's see. And there's going to be a lot of names I don't recognize here. Uh, but the other name that might ring a bell for bear fans is jim cadile c-a-d-i-l-e do you think it's Cadile no. or Cadile? i don't remember either i don't remember him at all one t- oh you well of course you wouldn't justin he's before you were born oh, was his last year so yeah one time nfl champ but that was the only other name that uh looked like it was of significance so gotcha that's okay. it for the Bears. Uh, a lot of offensive linemen and uh, defensive linemen, uh, Super Bowl winner. So, um, nice. moving on to the White Sox. Do you have the only White Sox to don this number, and it is retired Hall of Famer? Come on, Justin, you get Carlton there. Fisk. Good hey, job, all right. Justin. I didn't even look that up. Wow, shocking! It's all up here. I think they used to have it on the. Um, was it on the outfield wall? I feel like for a while they had like all the retired numbers on the outfield wall and left field. I have field. no idea. Probably. Uh, yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. All right. Do you have the Cubs? Anyone from the Cubs? Someone wore it this year. I'm guessing it was a relief pitcher, but I don't remember who. Nope. Starter. Rookie starter. Pitched uh, pretty well. Oh, was it Hayden Kaznuski? No. Wesneski, sorry. Gosh, wow. you are. Man, you I really butchered the score. A I butchered. <laughs> hey. Are you, are you Bob from Oak Brook? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. There we go. Yeah. Javier no, I honestly Asad. don't know who. who, who oh, um, is it Javier, Javier Asad? Asad. Yeah. yeah, he had a couple good starts. I, I'll be curious to see what they do with him next season. Yep. Uh, before him, it was Tyson Miller in 2020. Oh, God, that doesn't ring. That doesn't no? 
No. He was a prospect brought up. Okay. thought he was going to be pretty good. Not good. Okay. Um, and then Robert Machado, Manny Machado's uh, godfather, actually. Really? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> I should know, uh, know better by now. Good, glad glad things haven't changed, Justin. No, see, I'm just, hey, I'm keeping keeping things the same for you to come back and easy in. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that that is it for number 72 in Chicago sports lore. Nice. All Not right. Very, very good. Um, all right. We did have two YouTube comments in terms of our emails, tweets, and YouTube comments. Do you want me to take these or do you want to take these, Vinny? You got them, Justin. All right. So we had two YouTube comments from Shen, uh, and Greg actually wrote in his reactions because I'll let you guess. It has to do with some of Greg's MLB The Show video game videos he did. So our buddy Shen commented first. He said, why won't they give us a proper mustache in MLB The Show? Uh, that would be for your <laughs> the creative player, the road of the show mode. Greg writes in. He says, I feel they do already with facial hair options, especially with several slots for multiple varieties. Define proper because almost anything except for maybe the Hitler toothbrush mustache can be replicated. Hell, there are many more ways facial hair options in the game than the diagram they give you when being fitted for a respirator. Thanks for watching, Shen. Oh, uh, I can't wait till Greg comes back. I miss his uh right? his his can't his banter. Anyway, yes. Shen also goes on to reach uh to read it reach out and he says, No need to make this type of video every year, guys. It never changes. Sony Computer Entertainment of America is so lazy. Greg responds by saying, no shit, man. Why do you think we make them? Sony Computer Entertainment of America. Jesus, we might play Blast from the Past music for that one. Thanks for watching, Shen. Yes, it is now technically, I believe it's just San Diego Studios that makes it. So there you go. Um, there's our write-ins, comments, and tweets from this week. We do have, holy cow, Greg Greg was on a terror. He, he wrote in quite a bit of uh, hot, hot takes. takes. So do we want to go to the hot takes? I think so. All right, let's Greg's go. Hot Takes. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. I'll, t- I'll take this first one if you want to take the second one. So these are all coming okay. from a third co-host, the, the third chair, the trifecta that makes baseball and whatever. That is Greg. Uh, all right. His first hot take. He says... When Switch games go on sale, can you really consider them sales? Breath of the Wild came out in 2017. It is now being set on sale for $39.99 this week. Kirby came out this year and is now $49.99. Save $10. Whoop-de-fucking-do. So, um, <laughs> yes, I did see that. I'll be honest, though, Greg, and I know he, he's got, he owns both those games. I don't know if he's played either one. I'm going to go with no. Probably not. Uh, but Breath of the Wild, even at forty bucks, Breath of the Wild is a really good game. Like I'm thinking, it might be in like my top top ten of all time. And usually, it's just all old games from when I was a kid. So, uh, great, great Nintendo game. But yes, Nintendo is notorious for their sales are literally ten dollars sales. They do not that's, mark things down because their games they sell no matter what price they're at. So, um, you kind of if you see a ten dollars sale, you jump on it. Yeah. So, all right, go ahead. you want to take the next one, Vinny? Sure. Why are all the Modern Warfare 2 pre-order and beta access bonuses going to the digital purchases? Fuck you. Keep your bullshit. (laughs) I'll take my physical copy. Thank you very much. Yes, Greg, you and I agree. I agree with you on that one. Physical copies. Physical copies are the way to go. 
Um, but that's probably only for us dinosaurs now. Yeah, I'll be honest. There is something to be said, like, the the limited time I get to play games now, it's kind of nice not having to get up off the couch to put in a game. I can just, if I have it digitally. God, you're lazy. I know. Well, I'm tired. It's been a long day. But um, I have not seen any of the Modern Warfare 2 stuff because I'm kind of off the Call of Duty train. For, I've been off for a couple years, so... I know Greg, uh, when we saw him at Maddie's baptism, he was talking about how excited he was for that. So, um... You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, also, if you're a v- big video game fan, a couple weeks ago, uh, the Grand Theft Auto 6 map uh, leaked out. There was a hack from like a 17-year-old over in the UK. Oh, wow. He hacked it, and somehow he hacked it through his phone, which I can't even imagine how good of a hacker you have to be to use your phone. The only wow. thing I can think of like, if, if, is if he was like spoofing people and getting their passwords and going that route, maybe you wouldn't need a, a really high-tech computer. But anyway, Greg writes in and says, The GTA 6 map nerds are out in full force pe- piecing together leaked images to build a potential open world for what appears to be Vice City. From what some of the early builds show, the map looks massive compared to GTA 5. Hopefully, though, it's more interactive and in-depth, at least with interiors, than an unmodded Grand Theft Auto 5 was. Shout out to the people who have nothing better to do, by the way. Appreciate all you are doing. Vinny, are you, um, did you ever play GTA 5 on Xbox 360? Yes, I did. That did you like that phenomenal. one or no? You like it? I did. Okay. I really did. Yep. It was good. Good story. Um, yeah, I liked being able to switch between the three yes. people. That was pretty cool. I thought the, that was a good story. The heists were really cool. I've been really meaning to go back and play four. Did you ever play four? Which one was That four? was with Nico. He was the Eastern European immigrant. I played immigrant. a little bit of it. It seemed pretty, like, I mean, with five it kind of it kind of progressed yeah like it was easy like with four it seemed like the little bit like there was so much you had to do like calling people yes the cell phone stuff that's a little having to go hang out with friends and take them bowling and yeah it kind of was overkill but i I remember i've been meaning to go back because i was watching some reading some articles about how like good of a game it was and you know how much it's set up for future games and it was good. I never beat it. I remember I got to the last mission and I couldn't beat it, so I just I threw in the towel eventually. But uh, the the last thing I had on here, I actually wrote this in. Uh, the Super Mario movie trailer came out today, and oh, I'll yeah. be honest, yeah, I'll be honest. Like I was kind of writing it off because I'm like Chris Pratt as Mario seems dumb. Like Charlie Day is Luigi, um, who uh, Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Uh, Jack okay. Black is Bowser. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be very good, you know? Because the guy that's done Mario for the video game since, like, 1996, he's just like, uh, I think he's doing extra voices in the background. Okay. I'm like, this isn't going to be good. But I watched the trailer. It actually looks like it might not be too bad. Like, for it a kid's does look movie? pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, mean it's, I... The, and it's the Minions. Is it Illumination, I think, is the Minions company that's making it? So okay. they have a little bit of, uh, experience. I see but... that in there. Um, yeah. Some of that stuff in there. But yeah, I... it's. It... It yeah. looked pretty good, I would say. Um, you know, the I, the opening scene with Bowser, and then I don't, I don't know who those 
penguin characters are. I'm assuming those are supposed to be like the penguin. Did you, could you ever play? Did you ever play Mario 64 on Nintendo 64? I did not. No. Okay. There's a there's a level with penguins, and you there's a baby penguin and a mom penguin, and you can take the baby penguin and just chuck it off a cliff, and that's what people would oh. do. So I think it's maybe like a an Easter egg to that, maybe. Okay. Because it looks. I'll have to send you a picture. It looks like the same exact model, just in HD. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, that's all I got. You got any other hot takes of your own or no? I don't know. No. All right. That works for me. Uh, real quick in the clutch apparel is one of our awesome sponsors. Thank you again to them for joining up with us on baseball and whatever in the clutch is the sports apparel company known for their licensed MLB Negro league and MLS apparel, along with great shirts to rep your favorite hockey, baseball, and football teams. Even better head to in the clutch.com right now. Use promo code baseball and what, and you will get 10% off your order. So once again, head to in the clutch.com, pick out a shirt you like, and at checkout, use promo code baseball and what you'll get 10% off your order. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So thank you to the folks over at InTheClutch.com. We appreciate it. Oh, boy, we got some baseball talk. Let's go, Vinny. Baseball. Welcome back to Major League Baseball. Sort of. Taking a look at Chicago's two favorite teams and other happenings around the MLB. All right. Uh, the White Sox season has officially ended yesterday, today. I can't remember which, but realistically, yesterday. it's it's been over for about two <laughs> weeks now since the Guardians put the kibosh on them. Uh, but really, uh, ding dong, the old fart is gone. Uh, Tony Larusa finally comes out and is officially retiring. Which the, I don't know if you saw any of that press conference. That was something to watch. Like I don't I know just saw what the picture. Of the like team sitting in what looked like yeah. a lecture hall, and they were just like kind of in. It looked like they just got out of practice or something. They all kind of just looked yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't in there, and I don't know if they were doing exit interviews because first it was framed as this is Labrusa's retirement press conference, and then Rick Hahn came out and said, "Oh no 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 no, this is just the the end of the season." Like. I don't know, state of the White Sox press conference, but oh, Tony Labrusa is going to be there and retiring which seems odd that you would jam that into one thing. And I, I don't, and then Rick Hahn came out and said all the stuff they're looking for in their next manager, which was all the stuff they were looking for in their next manager when they hired Tony, and Tony. Yeah. So it was like a, it was like a news dump. The, yeah. the White Sox are great at that. That was like, they were yes. trying to news dump Tony's retiring. It's like a Saturday this, or, afternoon. Or they were like trying five. to, uh, yeah. Yeah. News dump the state of the White Sox. They were trying to just news dump all of it as, as much as they could. Like, hey, we suck. Please don't listen to this. Um, exactly. All right. So I, I guess the first question we have is, does this tenure with him being at the White Sox and, you know, they had a fir- first good half of the first season he was a Sox manager last year. And then after the All-Star game, it was a tank job pretty much below 500 until now. Does that ruin his tenure or I'm sorry, does that ruin his legacy as a, as a manager in the MLB? I mean, he's already a Hall of Fame baseball guy, so... He- yeah, absolutely not. I don't think so. I know I got into it with a couple of people. They're like, well, no. anybody that was born after 1990s, this is going to stain. I'm like, nobody outside of the White Sox are even going to remember that Tony was the manager for two years. Yeah. And they wanted to, they went on to say that last year he was a bigger laughing stock than this year. And I don't recall. Mm. I mean, outside of the Yermin Mercedes, 
debacle. I forgot all about it was that pretty already. Quiet because they won- they won the division pretty handsomely this yeah. year. He was a laughing stock because he was falling asleep. He was walking guys on favorable pitch counts, running out uh, to the running out to break up fights. I, well, and well, was that, that was last, last year. Oh, was that, that was last, last year. year. Okay, yeah, sorry. So, but I mean, but even <laughs> still, like I I don't. Can, I don't consider that a laughing stock as in like, oh, no. look at, they have Tony LaRusso. What a moronic, that was just like, oh, look at Tony, little old man running around out there. So I honestly don't think this is any sort of stain, even with the younger crowd outside of fans that are White Sox, you know, outside of the White Sox fans. Like they're going to remember yeah. it because this is their window and it was a complete waste. For it was two a shit years. show. Yeah. No, I, I think you nailed it. Like, I still, when I think of Tony LaRussa, I think of him as a Cardinals manager, mm-hmm. just completely, you know, not, sh- I guess shoving would be the wrong word, but completely just derailing any Cubs chances for a good decade in St. Louis. Yep. And then to a certain extent, I, I, you know, as a kid, I remember him coaching and running the A's and granted they weren't maybe as good as the Cardinals were during his time there, but you know, with Conseco and McGuire and uh, Dave Stewart and who else? Uh, Ricky Henderson. Like, I remember yeah. that. He he managed some great teams there. So that's what I think of. I honestly, I never think of him in the 80s as a White Sox manager just because I don't really remember. I don't remember it. I didn't. Wasn't yeah. a lot around for it. But this is, like you said, it's going to be a blip on the radar for anybody outside of Chicago. He's already in the, world, in the Hall of Fame, so it doesn't matter in that regard. Yeah. I think he'll... Maybe he'll do some cushy front office gig where he'll show up a couple days a week at, at I almost said the cell, at guaranteed rate, and uh, that'll be it. I think that'll be all you'll hear from him again. Or he'll go to some obscure team and, and do something in their front office like he did with the Diamondbacks. I still don't yep. know what he did when he was in Arizona. No Drink. clue. Drank? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I suppose that was one thing he did for sure. Um, all right. I'm going to throw out some names, and I want you to give me a, a yay or nay if you would want them as your next White Sox manager. And Greg, if you're listening to this later, write in and tell us uh, what you think. First one, Joe Madden is available. Would you take Joe Madden as, as a White Sox skipper? <laughs> wow. All right. You got to give me your reasoning on this one. Uh, because, I mean, really, what's the difference between him and Tony? The game's passed him by. Yeah. Uh, that was clear with the Angels. He was doing goofy stuff with the Angels. Remember he what he walked in a run? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it ended up working. Yeah, that was when you uh, saw Mike Trout being like, what are we doing? Like out in the yeah. out in center field. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think so. I, I know what he did with the Cubs. Uh, thank you. Know, yeah. I just, yeah, I just think it, the game's passing by. He, he's the guy that thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and does he's not No, the weird things that that doesn't work. So. I will I will still argue to the day I die that the Cubs winning game 7 in the World Series in game him. was in spite he of him. Yes. That. He yeah. almost blew that game. And uh, you know, yeah. he did a great job that season and leading up to it, but he game 7 he almost blew that it, one. It it was it almost felt like he was in over his head for some reason, which was surprising. Yeah. You know, and I remember when he was a, when he was a first Cub. You know, having the goofy petting zoo stuff at spring training, and the mm-hmm. magician, and like all this goofy stuff. And and I, you know, I remember. Um, I still have to read his book from when he was still a Cub manager. I I have his Cubs his book, and then he just wrote a new book about his time with the yeah, Angels. Right. And in it, I guess he talks about when he got fired from the Angels, which I feel like for a book that's just coming out, they must have that must have been like the last section he wrote, or yeah, Tom Verducci wrote. I know with him. And he just mentioned that they the the GM came to his house and it was right after he had gotten a mohawk haircut because he was gonna. That's right. 
he was getting a mohawk to try and psych up his team, which I, yeah. I don't know. I, that I wouldn't mean, do it for me. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking like if my boss came in tomorrow with a mohawk and said, hey, I'm here to psych you guys up. I'd be like, you could have saved right. yourself the money. You know what I mean? But that's just me. Um, so, okay. No, no on Joe Madden. Uh, Greg, Greg wrote in about this next one. Mike Matheny just got fired the other day. What were, I know the answer okay. to this one, but would you want Mike Matheny? Okay. Going back to Joe Madden. Really yes. Quickly. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Joe Madden wouldn't be bad just because of the goofy stuff to get this team's mojo back because sure. they just, they seem like they were zapped, I, you know, compared to what they were doing the year before. Um, but, you know, again, I I don't think so. But maybe, maybe, maybe. That, that little possibility having the petting zoos and stuff would be, I mean, would tap into this this team's energy and, you know, you know, change the game because they really didn't change the game this year. And they, and you know, and they talk about their, they had their swag. He definitely brings a certain amount of swag with him. Yeah, but I feel like he brings it, something when, with them. I don't know if it's swag. I don't know what it was, but it it's it, unique. It, it wore off very quickly on me. Yeah. Like the first couple of years, it, I'm like, I love this guy. He's great. He's a character. Yep. And then by like the third year, especially after the World Series, when they were not doing well, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I I don't need the silly games. Like your team is garbage right now. And granted, I know you're the manager. You're only helpful for so many wins and losses per season, yep. but. I don't know. Well, even was it even Evan Longoria said that mm-hmm. too after he had left. Like, yeah, that that's all fun and games, but that kind of wears out after a while. Yeah, so after a certain, that even yeah. came from one of his ex players. So yeah, yeah I, but okay, yeah. moving on. Mike Matheny. Mike Matheny. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of hope, and maybe this is just because I don't like him from his Cardinal days. I kind of hope the I hope he is not a retread somewhere, and I hope this is kind of the. The flushing of Mike Matheny out of the yeah. MLB because no, he did nothing Mike, in Kansas City. Mike Matheny to the White Sox would be fun to listen to Dan <laughs> Bernstein's head explode on air. Um, oh, it'd be huge! He disliked Mike Matheny, so it'd be it'd be fun to just listen to that aspect from an entertainment standpoint. But yes, no, the, I don't think he would be a good fit for the White Sox. Not at all. The entertainment value would be excellent, though. Um, this was one that I heard I saw, I saw, heard floated on sports radio out here in Chicago a couple times. Uh, Craig Council, the Brewers kind of choked at the end, which I found hilarious. Uh, but there were some talks as, is it time for Craig Council, to, Craig Council sorry, to move on from Milwaukee? What do you think about Craig Council as a White Sox manager? Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know. I always felt that he was overrated. Agreed. Um, I think he he had a lot of good bullpen arms, and for whatever reason, I mean, he abused that bullpen. Yes, he did. And it the I was always waiting for those arms to fall off, and they never did until about this year. Um, it seemed like they finally expired and Hater is no more and Devin Williams doesn't know what he's doing out there. I think he was an extremely lucky manager. Um, I don't know how. I mean, he won manager of the year, I think, a couple times with yeah, the Brewers. I think you're right. Um, it, it just, yeah, it, to me, you know, he's, I think, the Brewers' uh, most winning manager for franchise history. So, I guess you know you can't go wrong. I you know maybe they can he can be lucky with the the White Sox, but I I don't know. He seemed to have the Midas touch for a really mm-hmm. long time with the Brewers. I guess you know I guess I can't call it luck because whatever he did did work. Sure, um, 
but yeah, I just I always felt that he you know he skated by on bullpen arms that uh, held up longer than they should have. But I guess maybe that's a testament to his good managing. He's able to tap into the the un you know into you know into those guys and get get the best out of them. Uh, but I again I don't know I get. It's better than the first two uh, <laughs> options, yes. I guess. Uh, so maybe I'll put a maybe on that. Maybe one. on this on that one. All right, uh, two other ones, and then we can move on. Uh, so I heard this one a couple times. He's been with the Guardians, I think, for almost a decade now as their bench coach with uh, Tito Francona. Sandy yeah. Alomar Jr. What do you think about that one? I feel like he's interviewed for or jobs out here and there, but he never yeah. gets them. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I mean, he would fit the profile right. Um, you know, he, he, would, he comes from good pedigree, mm-hmm. uh, being Francona's understudy, I guess you'd call that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, the, you know, that checks off, uh, you know, experiences. I think there's something they're looking for, um, somebody to be able to, um, I guess. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner talk with and you know be able to coach up the latin players that they have that would check off that box as well um so i i think that's a that's definitely probably far better than the other three options so i would yeah. say yes okay sandy Elmar uh here. the only the only other one that i've heard quite a few times is he is i believe he is the bench coach for uh i think he's the bench uh, i don't know i thought he was the bench coach for the astros uh, and that is Joe Espada. I know I've heard a lot of good things about him. Younger guy. Um, in I mean, in terms of baseball manager, he's 47. But uh, he's another one I've heard quite a few things on that, you know, Astros, depending on if, if we're talking the cheating years or the non-cheating years, because, I mean, frankly, they're back to being a really good team and they don't have their trash can stuff going on. But he's another one that I could definitely see. He's been linked to Kansas city now, but I feel like it's only a matter of time before somebody scoops him up. So I'd be curious if the white Sox take a run at him. Uh, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, I mean, that's a, another good one with us uh, and you know, like Sandy Alamore jr. Comes from good, good mm-hmm. pedigree of coaching. Um, you know, he's Puerto Rican. So again, that checks off the being able to, um, connect with the latin players on the team so you know yeah better probably a lot better than tony did although you know that was their that was their criteria before and then they yeah brought in tony and everybody's like that doesn't make any sense i i think it's funny i'm looking at this mlb.com article that was literally written two days ago and they have a list of names that come to mind bruce bochi retired it's like why why would the white Sox go that route again i don't understand that at all i've seen that name yeah mentioned and i i don't get that unless he's looking to get back into managing maybe that's uh, a rumor going around the mlb and then i thought it was funny there was quite a, you know they talked about he doesn't have to have a white Sox connection but then they list aj perzinski and jim tomey which i didn't even know jim tomey wanted to get into managing uh i think he's he's uh he's the I, white I, Sox 
president of the MLBPAA. Okay, and I know he's been at. There's been videos of him at practices doing hitting stuff. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe. I mean, it seems that, like a terrible idea. They mentioned Chris Getz, who I know is working with the White Sox. Then they mention uh, Willie Harris, who is the Cubs third base coach. Who yep. he he supposedly is on like a fast track to being a manager. I've heard that a, he is becoming highly recommended by David Ross. Um, I've heard he would be a very good manager down the road, but then that White Sox connection, I know they're trying to get away from that, but you know, I don't know. You don't want to disqualify people just because of that, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I don't know. I if got... they're going to bring in somebody with White Sox connection, Willie Harris probably would make the most be the one sense. to go. Don't with, bring yeah. in AJ Przinsky or Jim Tomey, but <sighs> no. I, I don't. You know, bringing in ex catchers that's uh, you know kind of a trendy thing right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe they do. Maybe they do it, but yeah, I don't I do not that. think Miguel Cairo will be back. I think I think he's gone as well. Yeah, but yep. Um. Yep. All right. Do we want to jump over to the Cubs? Jason Hayward came out, kind of did his farewell uh, press conference. Do you want to kind of go over what was discussed in that? You can. Okay. I don't, I don't uh, have anything on that. I, I don't have anything on it either. Hold on. Oh, let, me, okay. let me Hold on. See, I for, you, you might have forgotten. There's a, This is amateur hour, Vinny. Uh, yes, it is. Let me hold on. Jason Hayward press conference. Here we go. It says... Uh, he will rock that badge of his maligned contract. Let's see what Yahoo Sports has to say. Um, he said he's a very fortunate, uh, person to be on this select group of players. Um, he wants to be able to show his value as a person through one of the toughest times he had on the field. Um, but getting that World Series ring was obviously a big deal. The big thing he kept emphasizing, though, in his press conference was that he knows his contract is bad. He knows that, you know, he did not live up to that contract. So I, I give him credit for doing that. Um, in his seven-year total with the Cubs, he produced a 6.8 war. That's it. Uh, he After not a good. 6.3 war single season with the Cardinals, that's what got him that mega deal contract. Mm-hmm. So pretty crazy. Um, I mean, in terms of worst contracts the Cubs have given, I almost can't even – include this one just because you know it somehow led to a world series it was the speech the rain the rain delay speech when i think bad contracts theo epstein gave out i think tyler chatwood and i think edwin jackson those are the two that come to mind immediately for me but um yeah i mean i didn't realize he turned down 10 year 200 million dollar offers from the cardinals and nationals before he signed with the cubs that's crazy to think about yeah he signed yeah he signed with the cubs for less money that was something a lot of people tend to forget yes I, i you know, for you know, as bad as a contract that was, and how that kind of put the kibosh on potential other deals. You know, Jason Hayward was a a pro's pro. I mean, he every year he would arrive to spring training with a new batting stance. Mm-hmm. Um, it never worked, uh, but he, the fact that he would go out and do you know work on the off season to try to fix his swing was just a testament to you know how how much of a professional he was and he always played great defense so i mean that aspect of it you know he was pretty much just a defensive replacement by the end of his contract yeah um but i mean i don't know i like jason hayward yeah it's unfortunate he never took that next step that we all thought that he was going to after that great season he had with the cardinals um but you know him being on he he's on the you know world series team he made great plays during the playoffs. So, you know, um, 
I guess you you can't really say it's the worst contract in you know Cubs history. It, yeah. it was it wasn't good, but it led it helped lead to something I never thought I would ever see as a Cubs exactly. World series. So I think you nailed it. I can't be too upset about it, even if it was even if it was just the one. I can't be too upset about it. I I think that's pretty much it. I mean, like you said, he was a pro's pro. No matter what, he was a consummate professional. Always would still sit down and talk to the media, even though he was usually having a horrible go at the plate. Um, Still, I mean, his arm was excellent in right field. His his defensive capabilities were excellent. Seemed like a team leader, kind of took other guys under his wing. Um, And just the fact that, you know, I, I can kind of appreciate, and he said this in the article, too, he wrote for the Players' Tribune, was that I, he appreciated that, uh, you know, Jed said, hey, we're, we're done after this. We're going to let you go. We're not going to finish out your contract. And it wasn't kind of like that leaving him hanging all off season. It was all yep. done pretty above board. And they kind of were very honest with him. And it sounded like he really appreciated that. So to Jed Hoyer's credit, I know I like to, to kind of complain about him occasionally. Uh, that was, you know, I, if the players appreciate that, that goes a long way and that gets yep. out and, and that helps, you know, bring other people in when you know that the front office is willing to support you and help you, even if they don't really, um, want your services anymore, I guess would be the proper way to say it. So, yep. yeah. Um, in terms of the 2023 outlook, I know we, we were kind of talking about whether or not the Cubs outlook looks better than the White Sox. I'll be honest. I'm really excited for next season for, is a Cubs fan. What? I know. Whoa. Now I'm Whoa. not going to, I'm not going to go. Presses. Wow. I'm not going to go the Vinnie Jenkowitz route and say that they're going to win the division. I'm oh, definitely not in the division. I'm, oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. I've, <laughs> you should have learned your lesson by now, Vinnie. I'm not going to go that route. But, um, when I think about some of the young guys that came up and especially their pitching, granted, I know pitching yep. can be very, pitching can be very fickle, the bullpen especially, but, you know, like, uh, Wesneski in, in, we, we talked about Javier Assad and, you know, um, Keegan Thompson came, you know, was coming back from his injury that he had and Justin Steele, like, and then Marcus Stroman. Yes. Adrian Sampson, Marcus Stroman's second half was phenomenal. That's the guy you wanted when you signed that deal. And, you know, maybe Kyle Hendricks can turn it around. We'll see, but you can see where it's going. Um, and it makes me so exciting. And then you think about, okay, you know, everyone keeps saying they're going to spend money and they're going to not break the bank, but they are going to bring in players to, uh, assist with where they're going. And like, they could have a competitive team again where, I mean, this division is not that good and I would love to see the Cardinals brought down a peg again. So, um, like I'm optimistic now, if you're going to compare that to the White Sox, I think I'd rather, I think I'm more optimistic for the Cubs and the White Sox right now. Just, yep. In terms of potential, the White Sox, all their potential is already here. And if you have another bad season like they did this year, I mean, I don't know. But I, I, what about you? Where where you stand on the outlook for 2023 as a Cubs fan? Yeah. If, if the Cubs spend and they get a frontline starter and they get one of the short, at least one of the shortstops, I would love for them to get two shortstops, you know, two of the big shortstops yes. on the market. Um, Trey Turner and Carlos Correa would be awesome. Um, and then, yeah, if they can get a, uh, an ace, you know, Carlos Rodon, the, um, I can't think of the guy's name, uh, from Japan who's going to be. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, if, if they can get either of them, um, and maybe another middle, middle guy, uh, I think there's, that's going to bring you great depth, uh, for starting. 
your starting rotation because you would have, you know, Wisniewski, um, you know, and probably Steele on the back end with Stroman, Hendricks, um, who knows, maybe Adrian Sampson there, and then you get your frontline starter. I, I, you know, maybe they bring back um, Drew Smiley, you know, to be that kind of back end middle of your rotation type guy, which would be great. Um, he pitched re- really well for the Cubs. So it's going to be interesting. If they make all the moves that we're being told they're going to make, they very well could win the v- division, Justin. Yeah. I-, I mean, you're, no, uh, you're they, not wrong. You're not wrong. They still have Ian Happ under contract. It'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, Wilson Contreras. I'm assuming they're going to give him a qualifying offer, um, which. Um, who knows if he takes it or not? Uh, right. He might get a couple more years on the market, and that gives him more, you know, uh, security and stability um, with his salary, his contract. So, who knows? And then, you know, if they, you know, do offer the qualifying offer and he doesn't take it, they get that draft pick that yep. they can use then to sign um, one of the shortstops, maybe that has a qualifying offer. Right. They might also make trades too. Who knows? With yeah. the, as deep as the the farm system is right now, it's going to be very interesting for the Cubs this off season. Now for the White Sox, I have no idea what they're going to do. No, um, no. There's too many. You know, they're just going to get a bunch baseman. of. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's the problem. You know, you have you know Aloy uh, Jimenez. You have Gavin Sheets. You have who knows what they're going to do with Jose Abreu? Yep. Are they bringing him back? Are you know where's Andrew Vaughn going to play if they do bring him back? You have those four guys that all are very limited. You can't have Gavin Sheets or not Gavin Sheets. Well, you can't have him out in the outfield, but you can't also have Andrew Vaughn out there again. You can't do that. Well, and then you, what do you do with Eloy? I mean, do you have yep. him in left or do you have him DHing? And then the I mean, they're catching uh, from from a from a. I mean, you you can't have. Um, Oh God, I'm. Grandal out you there. can't have Grandal as a catcher all the time, and you don't want him as a DH then, so because that messes yeah. everything up. So, and he's only got. I think this is his last year on his deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a you know, mess. It is. It Absolute is, mess and it's and... it. It's amazing what one season can do. I mean, the beginning of this season, we were so. I remember joking with Greg. It's like, yeah, it figures there's a lockout. The season's going to get canceled, and this is their time to win the World Series. And then you look at them now, and you fast forward to the end of the season. They yeah. are the furthest th- – well, not the furthest thing away. There's other teams that are worse. But in terms of their aspirations, they are nowhere yeah. near that now. So, Well, I picked them to win the World Series. You did. I, mean, I, I, pick, I had a lot of bad picks. but You did. It'll be fun when we go through those picks again. Yes. Uh, maybe after the season wraps up just to see how bad. How bad were I, they? I've already been thinking about that and just I, – I think I've gotten almost – I think I got everyone except I think the Dodgers division winners uh, as, you know, yeah, I think they were the only division I picked right. Every Oof. other division I picked wrong, which I think I went more with my heart than maybe yep. my gut. I know I did the um, same thing. Which was a mistake, and maybe next year I'll pick better. But, yeah, I know my World Series winner is not correct, um, and that was, yeah, they were a 500 team this year. So, yeah, I Rick Hahn's got a lot of work to do, and you know he did a lot of he had a lot of mistakes himself. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. I honestly um, they think need a lot of they need a bounce back year from a lot of guys, and a lot of guys to stay healthy all year for them to actually do something next year. I almost wonder any other organization, any other franchise, would Rick Hahn still have a job at this point? 
I mean, because he's been there for almost a decade now. Maybe the Pirates. <laughs> the Reds, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the, you know, teams that don't care about winning. But, yeah, yeah, he's only had, what, two winning seasons. Right. In his, what, 10-year career? And I mean, and I know his, year, his hands are tied, year? too. Yeah, that sounds about right. His hands are tied, too, considering, you know, he's, I would still, still argue doesn't he's, matter. he's still got to get approval from Kenny Williams. Team. But, yeah. Yeah, you're he right. He built this team, you know, this was supposed, you know, his team. He did it his way. Kenny Williams is out, you know, supposedly out of the supposedly. picture. Um, you know, yeah, bringing in Tony wasn't his his doing, but these are his players and really how much does a manager you yeah. know, we're, he a manager is supposed to cost what? Four four games. Yeah, you know, that's Tony, the, the maybe, average. Maybe eight with Tony, you know. Still like that this team should be better than that. They, you know, they were that last year, but again, you had a career years out of, uh, you know, some pitchers. Um, you had a career year out of Yasmani Grandal, who came crashing back down to earth, and now he, you know, averaging out those or his tenure with the White Sox, he's his career average. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I. Yeah, Rick. Rick shouldn't have a job, but um, <laughs> he does. Is, this, He's not. Gr- this is yeah. This is Jerry's team, so Jerry doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, if if I had Jerry as a boss, the fact that he's that loyal to his employees—that's kind of nice to see. But, um, all right, let's jump over uh, real quick uh, before we get to the Bears talk and our who's hot, who's not. Uh, the home run chase, Mike. Uh, Mike Judge. That's the Beavis and Butthead guy. Yes. Uh, that, that is not Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge hit 62. Wow. Wow. Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge hit 62, and I know they gave him the day off for the last game. Uh, Vinny, who do you consider the record holder of the home run? Bonds. Yes. Bonds. It's, it's Bonds. Yes. I, I There's saw... There's no clean record. There's no. no one, you know, oh, 162 record. No, there's none of that crap. It's Barry Bonds. He's he's the record holder. I don't, you can take your steroid... BS crap and shove it up your butt because <laughs> it's not right. Uh, he, he was, you know, it was a, it, technically it was a level playing field for all those guys. Um, yeah. You know, you had pitchers that were taking steroids, and for Yankee fans that want to complain about it, what were the Yankees doing as a team? You know, they had a lot of guys on that team that were taking steroids in the nineties. Sure. Are you going to vacate your championships? They had, they had cotton uniforms back then too. Yeah, yeah, the old <laughs> king. Um, but you know, yeah, he he's the record holder. Um, I I don't care about the steroids. No, I don't well, care you anymore. Know, you had guys like Nelson Cruz and Ryan Braun taking yeah, PEDs, that which were was just a decade ago. Undet- with that. undetectable, and the only reason they got busted is well, because Ryan Braun got busted is because he was taking more than he was supposed to be, and he still had some in his system after the game, but. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not saying Aaron Judge is taking him. I'm just saying that who knows who's doing what. Cheating has been around in baseball since the beginning of time. You know, Maris during their that time they weren't maybe taking steroids, but they were they taking the greenies. Am- yeah, yeah, the greenies. Yeah. To, yep, to to help give them an edge. So yes, players are doing stuff to give them an edge on both sides, pitching and hitting. It's just the way baseball is. It's 
Yeah, I, I it is I what it is. Yep, you know he's he's the AL record holder, and you yes. know what? That's that's awesome. You can't it take was that away. Great from that him. he did it. You know, I sat there and I, you know, I didn't watch it live, but I watched the replay. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah, but it's not the it's not the MLB record. And... No, and I I thought it was so funny. Uh, our our uh, former guest of the show uh, of CHGO, Cody Delmendo, he had a great great tweet the other day about. I, I want to say it was Cody. Um, talking about like, you know, uh, who cares? Like it's over yep. and done with it. I, I and I, and I kind of re- I tweeted back and I'm like, yeah, I completely agree. Like in high school, I was all Mr. Oh, this is so unfair. This is so wrong. You know, blah, blah, blah. But like now as an adult, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah. You know? And, and then you factor in like, there were really good players in the, in the twenties and thirties and forties who weren't even allowed in the MLB until Jackie Robinson yep. broke the color barrier. So if you're going to complain to me about steroids, what about all those guys in the, in the Negro yep. leagues that were probably just as good, if not better, but they're not in, in the, you know, in terms of the record leaders. And can, can we also just say like Roger Maris Jr. Dude, oh, sit down, relax. Yes. Like I get, yes. like if my dad was the home run king in the AL, I'd be really proud and wanting to be there to like pass that on to the next person. But yep. Jesus, dude, calm down. It it relax. You know, I'm, I don't know. I'm so glad that you know Judge has it now. We don't need to listen to Roger Maris Jr. anymore. He can go back into obscurity, man. Wherever he the hell really he's from. His- Fifteen minutes of fame for like the mm-hmm. past like three weeks. I really wish Judge would have done it a long time ago. Because yeah. gosh, was he getting annoying about the oh the you know MLB needs to step in and make different records because they did that for my father. Well, it wasn't right when they did it for your father. Right, it's not right now. So just shut your mouth. <laughs> Just congratulate Judge and move on. We don't need to hear about your opinions. You're not some expert on this because no, your you're father a fan. had the record. Yeah, you're a fan. Your father had the record, not you. Yeah, shut up and move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and and to my knowledge, Roger Maris Jr. is not a baseball player, so I don't really no. need to care what he has to say. Nor do I really care what some of the baseball players have to say anyway. Yeah. But or, yeah, or John I, Heyman. No, uh, don't don't he was even saying me... that st- steroids. Ru- he wrote an article that said steroids ruin bi- ruin baseball. They didn't save baseball; they ruined baseball. If and it wasn't like... for steroids in 1998, I guarantee you half the teams, or at least a quarter of the teams, would have contracted because baseball was in such bad shape back then. Yeah, and, and John probably would be out of a job. Wow. I, I love it. He's literally <laughs> shitting where he eats. <laughs> Congratulations, John. You're a moron. <laughs> All right. Well, I I don't think I can top that. So real quick, um, let's jump. I'm just going to go through the postseason bracket, and we can make predictions. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you want to just tell me who you think is going to win. Okay. Uh, first up, we have the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland Guardians. Do you have a leaning one way or the other? Um, gosh, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I honestly, I didn't follow the Rays say, close enough, but yeah, I'm going to say. Guardians. I'm leaning Guardians because they're. I feel like they're the hot team right now. But I feel like the the Rays will probably win because yeah. that's what they always the, do. The the winning team will go on to play the Yankees, which we'll see what happens. The uh, the next wild card uh, series is Seattle and Toronto. I am as somebody who kind of likes both teams from afar. Yeah. Uh, I am very excited. I think that's going to be a great series. Yeah. How great about series. they? How about the Rays play the Mariners and the yeah. uh, the Blue Jays, and then I'll say Blue Jays and Mariners. But... Can we just move both teams to the second round? That'd be fine yeah. with me. It'll be interesting. Uh, I'm going to say Mariners for this one. Okay. I, I think I'm going to go that way too. But it would all. I could also see all of uh, the Blue Jays kids coming in, just wrecking yeah. shop. So we'll see. I yep. don't know. 
Uh, they will, whoever wins that goes on to play the Astros. Hopefully that they get taken down a peg. Um, the Phillies and the Cardinals, my heart says the Phillies cause I hate the Cardinals, but yes. my brain says the Cardinals are going to win that one. Yeah. I'm going to say Phillies, but yeah, okay. I, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be the Cardinals. Ugh. And then we have the Padres and Mets. Uh, Ooh, I'm going to go. Good one. It is. That's another. That and this, the Mariner series is the two I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah. I'm going to go Padres. Uh, if the Mets don't get their heads out of their ass after the Braves kind of track them down, but realistically, whoever wins that series goes on to play the Dodgers, and I think the Dodgers take that one no matter what. But I, I'm going to say the Mets are going to win Ooh, it. Really? Uh, I I like their pitching. Well. Yeah, it's a three game series, right? Yes. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Mets. Um, I, you know, I know that you Darvish has p- been pitching pretty well this second yeah. half. Um, but I'm gonna have to. I I just think uh, you know you got Degrom, you got Scherzer. Um, I I think the Mets are gonna they're gonna do it. It's not like the Mets played bad in the no. second half. It's just that the Braves were ungodly out of this world right now um so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go mets all right uh, in that one we will see what happens because those series should be pretty close to over by the time we get to next week's show um all right well that's it for around uh major league baseball and i know we have some hot or not so let's go to hot or not real quick and now folks it's time for who's hot so damn hot oh hot because I'm a hot little potato right now. And who's not? I'm afraid that the condition has left me cold. Freezing my royal Rastafarian nannies off. This guy sucks. All right, Vinny, tell us. I know you were saying there's not many guys that qualified for Hot or Not this no. week on each team, but uh, take it away. There is not. Justin, we're going to start with the White Sox, who had the better record. Uh, maybe not the better outlook, but the better record sure. for the 2022 season. Justin, who was hot for the White Sox for the entire season? Ooh, for the entire season? Yes. Um. All right, let me think here. I'm going to go, he didn't have the power numbers, but I know his contact was way up. I'm going to go Jose Abreu. All right. All right. Good job, nice. Justin. Now, yes. Jose Abreu, 15 home runs for the year. Wow. Um, he, he slashed 304 with a on-base percentage of 378 and slugged 446 uh, for a OPS of 824. Not really the greatest. Um, but he had a way to runs created plus of 138. A walk rate of 9.1%, a strikeout rate of 16.2%, and an ISO of 141 with a BAPIP of 350. Uh, pretty wow. impressive BAPIP. That there. is good. Yeah. So, in the same sense, who is not hot for the White Sox this year? Oh, God. Where do I begin? Uh, but I'm going to go well, with. A lot of crap to pick from. There but is. You got you to say, uh, you got to have the at bats. He's got to be qualified. Uh, I want to go with Yuan Mankata. Uh, he didn't get enough at bats. All right. Who is it then? It is AJ Pollock. Oh, poor guy. Gets traded slash, early at the beginning of the season and all downhill. Yep. Slash 245 uh, on base percentage of 292 and a slugging of 389 for an OPS of 681. Mm. Weighted runs created plus of 92. 
uh, walk rate of 6.1%, uh, strikeout rate of 18.6%, ISO of 143, so a little bit better than Jose Abreu, and then a BAPIP of 278. Pretty, pretty poor. Uh, did have 14 home runs, though, so he had that going for him, a little power there in his Yeah, bat, a little but, bit, a little bit. Yeah, for power for the uh, White Sox, not not for the rest of the league, though. <laughs> Uh, but that is your hot or not for the White Sox season. It's yeah, it was pretty pretty ugly was, for the White it Sox. Was, oh boy, yes, I I would agree with you on that one. Moving on to the team with the better outlook, the Chicago Cubs. Justin, who's All right. hot for the Cubs this now, year? Now, initially, I was going to say Nico Horner, but I feel like he had a couple IL stints, so I'm going to change my guess to my guy. I've been his number one supporter since he came into the league. That would be Ian Happ. All right. <laughs> Good job, Justin. Yes. Ian Happ slash 271 with an on-base percentage of 342, slugged 440 for an OPS of 782, weighted runs created plus of 120, BAPIP of 336, uh, walk rate of 9%, strikeout rate of 23.2%, and ISO of 169. Hmm. Had 17 home runs, 72 RBIs, and nine stolen bases for the year. Good for him. Um, yeah, good good year for him. Um, you know, and hoping maybe they can keep him around. I uh, hope. He's been, you know, he's great in the outfield. Uh, he, he proved his worth at the plate this year. Justin, yes. he was not hot this year. See, this is tough because initially I'd say Frank Schwindel, but I know he doesn't qualify. And then I would say... Uh, Nick Madrigal, but I know he doesn't qualify. So my last guess is going to be Patrick Wisdom. Oh, hey, cool. all right. Woo-hoo. Patrick Wisdom, yes, 207, on-base percentage of 298, and a slug 426 for an OPS of 721. Weighted runs created plus of 104. Um, hit. 25 home runs, uh, batted in 66, eight stolen bases, walked uh, 9.9% of the time with a strikeout rate of 34.3%. Wow. ISO of 220 and a bat up of 274. You know what, Nico Horner, he actually qualified, Justin. Um, Did he really? Yeah, he, he had the, the at-bats. Do you know what okay. his weighted runs created plus was at the plate this year? Oh, I want to say something like 200, maybe? Two, 200, Justin? <laughs> wait, wait. Runs created plus? Oh, I'm thinking I'm thinking of, uh, I don't know what I'm thinking of. No, what is this WRC plus, Vinny? It is 106, so it was only two better than uh, Patrick Wisdom at the oh, plate. Oh, wow. So yeah, for as, as good as I thought he did at the plate, yeah, the weighted runs created plus is uh, not really there. It's not there for um, him. No, but yeah, it's still not the worst of uh, Cubs hitters. Um, but yeah, of L- or qualified Cubs hitters. So yes, that is the Cubs hot or not. Moving on to the MLB. Oh man, Justin, okay. I think this this one's uh, this one's a chip shot. If you don't get this, I one, think then I know this. You one. were watching this year. <laughs> Who was hot in the MLB this year? I'm gonna go with Shohei Otani. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Oh wait. Aaron Judge. Aaron. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Shohei Otani oh. just my default answer with American League stuff. Oh, my God. God, but it Justin, should. That but was... apparently, it should be Aaron Judge. The, the fact that Aaron Judge almost won the triple crown <laughs> should have led you, and he hit sixty-two home runs. Should have told you that. He well, was... he's not the home run champ, though. It just went right over my head. <laughs> yes, it did. Um, that really, that really waited into your decision. Aaron Judge had one of the best hitting um, offensive performances since Barry Bonds's. Uh, well, I think it was. You I don't, you don't say. His... His, I don't think it was his seventy-three uh, home run year that he that was his best one. Uh, but yes, okay. it was it was one of the historically greatest offensive um, seasons for a single player, um, and, and since Barry Bonds, and that's Aaron Judge, um, not, not Shohei Otani. O- no, okay. not Shohei Otani. Um, <laughs> he finished uh, slashing three eleven. 425 on base percentage and slug 686 for OPS of 1.111. Uh, weighted runs created plus of 207. That's why I was. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I was just thinking of Aaron Judge. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only time you were. Had 62 <laughs> home runs, uh, batted in 131. Stole 16 bases, walked 15.9% of the time with a 25.1% strikeout rate, an ISO of 375, and a BAPP of 340. The next closest uh, ISO was, let's see here, um, just to per, put it in perspective, was Jordan Alvarez of Houston oh. with a 306 ISO. Wow, holy That's cow. That's how good Aaron Judge was this year. Wow. Justin, this one's going to be a little bit harder, so I'll give you the team. Oh, thank um, you. Yes. Uh, who was not hot? This guy played for Detroit, and it's not who you're thinking of. Let's just put it that way. Um. Okay, I, w- I would say Javi, but I, then it can't be Javi. Nope. Uh, uh, this guy also played for the Orioles and the Brewers, I believe. Uh, oh, Brewers, Jonathan I, I re- Scope. Yes. Thank you. Jonathan Scope was the worst qualified hitter in the MLB this wow. year. He slashed 202 with a 239 on base percentage and slugged 322 for an Ouch. OPS of, hold on here, doing some quick math. 561, weighted runs created plus of 58. Hit 11 home runs, which would be uh, pretty impressive on the White Sox. Uh, batted in 38, stole five bases, walked 3.7% of the time, struck out 21% of the time, had an ISO of 121 and a BAPIP of 234. Jonathan Scope is the worst hitter of 2022. Ooh, tough break for that guy. Holy yeah. cow. All right. Well, uh, some might say Aaron Judge was the hottest hitter in the league this year. 
After Shohei Itani, right? After, so, after Shohei, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, to go from something super hot like Aaron Judge's career uh, this season to something that's just kind of meandering and mediocrity and crap, let's go to the Bears. Manures of the Midway. <laughs> where the guys talk the pile of horse crap that is the Chicago Bears. I mean, when you consider the other choices, manure is actually pretty refreshing. <laughs> You know, I just have to say, I knew this season was going to be bad, but the lack of talent they have surrounded Justin's Fields with is really rough to watch. I, I don't know. It's uh, Vinny. I'll let you break this down because you're better at this than I am in terms of Bears football. But you, you go ahead. Do you want to just kind of break down how the Bears Giants game went? Yeah, it wasn't a good game. <laughs> um, the poor well, field goal kicker scored all the points, then he got cut the next day. Yeah, well, they cut him because yeah, he, was, Kyros, he was still in the practice squad, and they yeah. wanted to they wanted to give him an opportunity because he performed so well. And yes, I, I understand that. Although I get, I get that. And, yeah. and they're in, the, if they were a contending team and they cut him, it would be like, what are you guys doing? Because if Santos goes down again, you need somebody. Yep. You need hopefully somebody kicking you know, back there that you can rely on. But I, I get that. Um, I get give it. The guy yeah. a chance to go somewhere else and kick full right. time. Um, you know. The game plan for the defense was pretty obvious. Stop the run. They didn't do the – I mean, <laughs> they did okay. It could have been worse. I mean, I think uh, – what's his name? Um, Saquon Barkley rushed 31 times, and, you know, he averaged 4.9 yards per carry. It could have been worse um, the way that, you know – I mean, they gave him the ball, but they, they didn't – they overcommitted some of you know the guys on a lot of those Daniel Jones' runs. They were getting the guys weren't containing on the edge. For, they were getting sucked in, um, which was good. You know Daniel Jones was selling it well, but again, why are you getting sucked in? I, I don't. I don't. I've I, I've never played. I don't get that. Uh, you're on the you're the far right side. The runs on the left side. You know if you're you're on the def, you're on the right side. That's on the left side. The run. You're not getting, you know, they show them, like, creeping in. Where are you guys going? You're not getting to the ball carrier. Either you're going to get jammed at the line, you know, running behind blockers, or he's going to be down the field and you're going to be chasing anyways. You're not getting there. Contain. Hold your containment. And they didn't do that until the second half. Again, there were second-half adjustments. Yeah. They only gave up six points, two field goals to the Giants in the second half. They, you know, they shut down that bootleg in the second half, which is nice to see. Again, I don't know why it takes to the, you know, to the second half, second yeah. half to do that. What that that was obvious to everybody watching um, that they were getting burned on that. They should be making those in game. But again, I can't be too upset. This coaching staff is making second half adjustments. Something that Matt Nagy is was allergic to um, yeah. during yeah. his tenure, and a lot of Bears coaches were allergic to during their ten years here. So again, that was refreshing to see. Um, you know, Luke Getzey, um kind of wussed out on this one on his play calling i like you know he's been taking a big hit you know people are calling him bad yeah i like what he's scheming of i just wish he would be more aggressive um and that kind of goes to uh Eberflus as well you know maybe go for it on that fourth and two um and mm-hmm. say, you know i know it worked um you know they punted they stopped them. They punted them. Got got the Giants deep in their own territory at the end of the game. The Giants they stopped them. They punted it, and then the rookie got 
too excited, lifted his head up, took his eye off the ball, and fumbled. Um, you know, so it didn't work out. Um, you know, if he would have just fair caught it, they would have had a chance. And I was really looking forward to seeing what Fields is going to do on that final drive. Yep, we saw what he did last year on some of his late uh, late drives. Um, but, you know, maybe go for it on fourth and two instead of, you know, hoping you get the ball back. Um, right. And, and, right. you know, I, I get it. You know, that's kind of the old school mentality is to punt it, you know, trust your defense to lock them down and maybe get better field position. Maybe the punter shanks it off his foot or something. You're only you're starting at their 40 or something like that. Their punter is a phenomenal punter and he blasted that ball out of the end zone. Um, So it was an ugly game. It was a game that a team that lacks talent loses, um, you know, winning team, you know, teams that are contending win that one, I, I believe. Um, so it, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Um, there was, there was good. I think it was a, from Justin Fields, standpoint, it was a lot better than yeah. the Houston game. Yeah. So he, that deep ball to Mooney, that was like the only deep ball they really attempted. It seemed like from what I was, you know, the majority of the game I watched um, and he hit him beautifully. He hit Dante Pettis um, in a tight window. Dante Pettis, of course, couldn't catch the ball uh, for a wide receiver. Get That's what you get paid to do. Catch the damn ball. Um, and, you know, people, he got harped on by um, oh, score. Uh, Dan Weeder yes. was saying, oh, he had an underthrow to Mooney. Well, yeah, it was a bit of an underthrow, but again, it was it it was where his receiver could go get it, and he just didn't come up with the ball. Um, which okay, whatever. It's on, it's probably on both of them because it, it was right there for Mooney. He just didn't come up with it. I thought it was a lot better game. Sam Mustafer needs to take a seat uh, and never see, never play again. Uh, he was getting blasted right in the middle, and that was something that Trent Dilfer had mentioned. Uh, he breaks down on every Monday, if you're able to, as a Bear fan, listen to 670 The Score, listen to it, Danny, Parkin, or Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel on their show. Trent Dilfer comes on and breaks down the game for the, the Bears and does a great job on breaking down what Justin Fields did. Uh, but he said, he goes, for any quarterback that's getting pressure in his face like he, Justin Fields was, it's impossible to win. He goes, I don't care if you're Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you're having a bad game That yep. if, you, if your center is getting blown up. And that's exactly what happened. Numerous times he had a flush out of the pocket. People were saying that, oh, he missed Darnell Mooney on the seam route. Uh, there was one where they're near the red zone and, um, you know, he rushed. It's a third and 10. He gets the first down um, and people are getting upset. Oh, he missed the open receiver, but he's already running as that opens up for him. Yep. You know, the, you're exactly it, right. The, the safeties both move away and look in opposite directions as he's running. And honestly, he got the first down. That's he kept the play alive. He kept the drive alive. That's, you know, yes, he could have had six, but again, sometimes you, you throw it away to live, to see another day. And that's, you know, that's what he did. He got a new set of downs to maybe where they could have called up another passing play. Maybe if uh, Luke Getze had the the stones to do it. But again, <laughs> I, I think that the game fell more on the offensive line and more on Luke, Luke Getze's passive, you know, passiveness and play calling. 
Um, hopefully, you know, they got the Vikings this week and the Vikings are coming back from London. We'll see what they do. Um, Justin, were you able to watch any of the game? The Bears game? Yes. I watched the yeah. first half of the Bears game. And What were your thoughts on it? It was just... I don't even have words to describe it. I just I feel like I'm just sitting there and 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 granted, yes, I should I should be supportive of the team that I follow, but it's like this season to me is just kind of a wash. Like I just want to fast forward to next season when they actually try yeah. to surround the te- some of the players with talent. Um, it's just it's really hard to watch. Like you said, Vinny, the 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 only saving grace is that that second half uh halftime adjustments is really exciting to see because Matt Nagy similar to Joe Madden thought he was the smartest guy in the room and would be like, Oh no, my, my, my scheme, my system is going to break through and I'm going to be fine. And it never, it never did. No. Um, yeah, I think, I think you nailed it with the offensive line. I think with Mustafer out now, right? Isn't he hurt? No, it's, uh, no, or not Mustafer, it's, uh, Cody Whitehair. It, yeah. Cody Whitehair. So now that Cody Whitehair's out, is that, that would be, is it Sam Mustafer is going to play center now? And then I think, uh, Tevin Jenkins and I can't uh, I can't think of the other Lucas guard. Patrick. Lucas Patrick will slot in next to him. I think is what I heard Supposedly, today. Supposedly, yeah. Um, I I've so. seen that, and but ESPN listed the rookie that they drafted in the fifth round. Um, uh, is going to be starting at guard. Okay. And Lucas Patrick is supposedly I I don't know where he's at on his recovery. He's been snapping balls for the past three weeks now. Yeah. If he can snap, put him there. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I, unless Olin Cruz is holding, uh, you know, Matt Eberflus's family hostage or something, <laughs> and that's why they're still starting him. I don't know. There's no reason why he should be starting. He's he is a NFL backup, and that's where he needs to be. I yes, you nailed it. I would agree 100. percent So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, man, it's just it's it's hard to watch. And then I know. Do you want to talk about uh, Sam Mustafer and his blocking practice? Yeah, so yeah, after this this week he went on a blocking spree, not and uh not in a good way. It was uh it was on Twitter. I guess he was finding people that were writing bad about him and started blocking everybody that had something negative to say. It's like at that point it's like, oh. "Bud, if you're if you're this this upset about it, maybe maybe put something good on the film because I I can't imagine that the film room has been too kind to you and practice has been too kind to you for as bad as he's played. I mean, what was it? The Packer game. He got blocked into the, the defender for the Packers, threw him into Lucas Patrick and pretty much took two guys out with one block. Uh, I, I think Sam Mustafer, yeah, he, he needs to kind of look in the mirror and, um, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe put a little better, better stuff on film. Yeah, I, I think I think you nailed it. Um, you, Vinny, you also found this. Uh, I'm pulling this up. This, this, <laughs> this is just. Do you want me to read this, or would you like to read it? I got it. it. Yeah. All right. Go um, ahead. So, um, this is from uh, was it uh, Brendan Shagru? Is that that right? Shagru. I, I think it's is it Shagru? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Brendan Shagru uh, wrote this. Uh, Want to hear a sad Bears fact? Tom Brady has 23,996 career passing yards and 174 TDs in his 40s alone. That's 500 more passing yards and 20 more TDs than the Bears all-time passing leader, Jay Cutler. Tom Brady, playing in his 40s, would be the Bears' leading passer in team history. How pathetic is that? That's rough. 
That, that is, is really rough. That is really rough. That is pathetic. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, I don't. I don't even think. I don't. I don't know how you recover from that one. I in think terms we of should just talk. leave it on that. Sour yes, note, I think we we're can, talking about the maneuvers of the midway. Yes, we can. We can move on. All right. We are going to shift gears to our whatever topic. Something a little bit more lighthearted. Here we go. Now it's time for whatever. 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 Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Whatever, dude. Irrelevant. Whatever, dude. All right. Vinny, now that you're back, would you like to take over the whatever segment or or what would you like to do? Sure. All right. Um, take yes, it away. This, hello. This is... Whatever. Oh, God, I, <laughs> Baseball and whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. I got yeah, you. I, I should have uh, practiced maybe a couple times. You got to read. You got to uh, do it in the mirror. You know, that's all right. right? Um, but yes, this is whatever baseball and whatever. Oh, there we um, go. And this this week we are doing top five PC games. Um, I think uh, for me, PC games were the first video games I played. I don't know about you, Justin. Yeah, I had, you know, my parents had a Nintendo before I was born and between, oh, okay. but yeah, which my parents are parents not, were gamers. they're not gamers by any means, but like they had like a handful of Nintendo games when I was born and then I got into it. But, um, on top of that, we did get a, I still remember we had an Apple II we got from my grandpa. It was a black and white computer. I'll dive into that later. And then I remember we got our first color computer and it like blew my mind and I played a lot of games on that. And then that was probably like the last time I was really big into PC gaming because I don't have I've an I've had Macs and Apples since then mm-hmm. so yeah yeah okay. but I'm excited nice. I do have some stuff to discuss for sure I want to say I want to actually say the first video game system I played was in television do you remember oh that? yeah my yeah I think Burger my grandma time. had a ColecoVision I remember playing Galaga, which was similar same, yeah yeah very same similar. idea Burger Time yeah. your sister loves Burger Time. Yeah, that game's I, hard. I bought the I bought that for the Wii for her when she had okay. her Wii set up. Well, I think it's down here somewhere. It's not set up though. But okay. Anywho, um, Justin, I will have you go first. What is your number five for top five PC games? All right. So I, you know, I kind of went back on fourth. If it should just be the games I played at home on my personal computer, but then I I thought about it. And I spent a lot of time in the computer lab in elementary school. And that was before okay. every every district was one-to-one, which is like what my main focus on my job now is as a tech coach. But going to that computer lab, you know, at first we had these old-ass Apple computers. And then eventually we got the, the, the new hotness, which would have been the colored iMacs at the time, if you remember those. Okay. Nope. Uh, but anyway, uh, this first one, this is one. And actually, hold on. I have the sound clip loaded up here doesn't oh. sound good because I didn't use Audacity. I just I used uh, Final Cut Pro, and it didn't come out very good. But this game had Checkers, Backgammon, which I never played because I didn't know how to play it, Yahtzee, which was called Yacht, Go Fish, and there was one more. I don't know what it was. But um, here is the sound clip. See if you can figure out the game, Vinny. Yes, I have one card. It's your turn. Nothing. I'd like to have go your fish with Mario. Bombs. Mario, go fish. All right, that's it. Uh, my <laughs> sister and I, we, we Mario, go fish. All right. Anyway, um, the game is Mario's Gaming Gallery. Have you ever heard of that? Nope. We had that on all the school computers at school when we had IMAX. Finally, 
Uh, and, and if you finished whatever the project or assignment was in computers class in grade school, you know, this would have been like maybe third or fourth grade, fifth grade. You that was one of the few games we could play. So you could play Mario Checkers. You could play Mario Go Fish and everything had Mario focused characters. So like Checkers was Yoshi's versus Koopa's. And then if you got kinged, it would turn into like a Bowser or like a, a bigger Yoshi. Goldfish was pretty good. They had all the different characters instead of like um, the suits and cards. Yahtzee was pretty good, although like I said, it was called Yacht. And then Backgammon, I never learned how to play because I didn't know how to play. But now it's going to kill me. I don't know what the last games were. Um, let's see. What was it? Mm, I don't know. I can't find it. But anyway, it came out in 1995, so it would have been right around the mid-90s time. Um, such a good game, such a fun game. And I want to say it was the first game. Oh, dominoes. It hit dominoes. It was the first okay. game with, uh, the guy that does the voice of Mario now, which is, uh, Charles Martinet. And he's done it ever since 1995. He did. He does that. He does. Well, and he's not doing it for the movie, but he's done it for all the, all the actual video mm -hmm. games since then. So that is my number five Mario's gaming gallery. That is one. My sister and I occasionally will send each other just YouTube clips of that game because we're weird and, uh, we just crack up. So. Interesting. Yes. I, yeah. Never heard of that one. Really? Um, but, oh, it's so good. Yeah. So good. Um, my number five is a game called Commander Keen 4, oh. uh, Secret of the Oracle. I don't know if you played Commander Keen games on Yes, I did. Did you play Commander Keen 4? Uh, let me look. I don't know which ones I played. Uh, I it, think I played... Ooh, Commander Keen and Goodbye Galaxy. And I don't know which one that is. Okay. Is that one four, or two? Um, four was a great game. Uh, the games are set up kind of like Mario, uh, where the main levels are, you know, kind of that side yeah. view. And you're taking down slugs, um, I believe they are, with your blaster. And um, you just have a bunch of different levels. You have to go through and get keys and stuff like that to unlock more. There was so so many hours because there were hidden secrets in a lot of the levels um, that you would just I would just spend because the secrets were like hidden in walls and you couldn't really tell where the the secret entrance was at so you'd just be jumping into like random walls hoping you would get through um there was then there was like a secret secret levels themselves like um the starting levels so you'd have to like i forgot there was one where you had to like time out where you, what you did on something to get into um you know to be able to open up this new level it was it was a very fun game a lot of time was spent on them very hard i don't think i ever beat the entire game um i really wish i should go try to find that um and play that again, but uh, somewhere online. I'm sure they have it for free. But, yes, my number five is Commander Keen for Secret of the Oracle. I'm looking at right now. First of all, they released one of the Commander Keen games for the Nintendo Switch, and it was 50 cents, so I bought it. It was not oh, the nice. one you mentioned, and it wasn't the one I played. It was okay. Uh, this was one of my honorable mentions. Commander Keen 1, Invasion of the Vorticons. Um Definitely a little bit slower, but yeah, it was so good. And I thought it was so funny that the people that made Commander Keen also made Wolfenstein and Doom. Mm -hmm. Like it blows. And there was a secret Wolfenstein level where you could see Commander Keen in the game. I don't know if you ever unlocked that. No. Yeah, he was he was like that. hanging dead, and yeah, and then like oh, gosh, and then like the the, the last bot, like the what is it, Mecha Hitler in Wolfenstein would come up. After yes. after you knocked him his dead body down, it was it was strange. But anyway, yes, that is one of my um. One of my honorable mentions, Commander Keen, was really good. 
I agree. Interesting. Yep. Okay, Justin, what is your number four? All right, number four. Uh, this is the most recent game on my list. Um, I play, played this a ton in middle school. That's it's twenty two years old. That's how recent it is. And that is Roller Coaster Tycoon, the first one. Oh, I yes, good one. Loved that game. I I never did. I didn't even realize there was an actual like missions in a game like you could do. I always would just make my yep. own park. Um, and always crank the speeds up on the coasters so that people would launch off and get killed. I found that hilarious as a 12 year old. I, I did that too. Did you do that I, too? I was going to say, I was there gonna was, say am, I, am I the only one that used to do that? Would, no, yeah. there was, and I never, I don't know about you, but like, I never did the create your own coaster. I just did all the preset no? ones. No, I never created oh, my own, but there was one. There was, uh, yeah. Well, look who you're talking to. There's one <laughs> preset one though. It was kind of like a loop to loop. It would go, you would go over a loop and then you would go right to the edge of the track and then you would come back yes. down and go backwards. But, and I figured out like if you cranked the speed to like 110, shoot off. you would just shoot right off and then you'd hear all the people scream, which is a 12 year old or 13 year old. I found that hilarious. And then like yeah. having to hire janitors to clean up the puke next to the rides when yep. people would get up, get off the rides and get sick. Um, but I didn't, yeah, like I said, I didn't realize I was watching a guy. This would have been years ago when I had actual free time on Twitch. He was playing roller coaster tycoon and like going through the missions like the first one was like oh you have to have this many successful rides and like this level of happiness in your park i never played any of that and unfortunately like i don't have a computer that can play that because at least i don't think they have that on mac now but um i would love to go back and try that out and just like the sound effects and the music for that game so iconic for me so that is my number four roller coaster tycoon i've never played any of the other ones since i know some of them are on switch I've been meaning to check those out, but I don't know if they're any good. So I have two. Two's good. Okay. Um, two two's like a kind of a, there's more to it than it's like pretty much one except there's more more to okay. it. Well, it's not too coasters bad. and you know different you know the different missions. Um, but yeah, that that's a great pick, Justin. As number thank four. you, thank you, sir. Uh, my number four is Wolfenstein. Oh, um, I knew it was on there somewhere. Yep. Uh, this again. Uh, a lot of a lot of time spent playing that. The first uh, first person shooter game I ever played. Um, definitely hard to play that going back uh, mm-hmm. after playing like games like Call of Duty and yeah. Modern Warfare, where you can like hide behind stuff. And yeah, they, this isn't that like that. Um, but yeah, the, the, a game I spent a lot of time on playing, uh, trying to find all the secrets. Uh, it still brings back memories. I know Xbox 360 had something. They had like a release where you could buy it for five bucks. Yep, or PS3 like had that. it too. I bought it for five bucks. Yep, and I bought that, and they always just brought back a ton of memories playing that. Um, it's just so much fun. Um, getting to go through and shoot all the Nazis and take down the Third Reich. Um, it was. I remember like looking up, like, oh, is this guy? Because the guy was Nate, like BJ. Blackovich or something like that. I was like, is this guy really real? Is he like somebody from <laughs> World War II? And yeah, he was not. Um, but yes, I love that game. Spent a lot of time playing it. Um, the, always brings back memories listening to that music uh, from the game. Uh, it's very iconic. So yes, Wolfenstein is my number four. That's a really good one. And I actually, in our private chat, I'm sending you the link to Commander Keen in... Uh wolfenstein i don't know if that'll go through but that's a google search anyway uh yeah wolfenstein was great like that was one i played that after i played doom 
So I didn't realize Wolfenstein came first. So it was obviously it's kind of like you're going back a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was still good. And uh, I yeah, I bought that on PS3 for five bucks when it released again. And I remember I t- that your sister and I were dating. And like, I remember the night I bought that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I bought Wolfenstein. I'm sure you don't know what this is. And she's like, Wolfenstein, I know what that is. Me and Vinny and my sister, we I know where all the secrets is. And sure enough, I think this might have been one of the reasons I married her. She grabbed the controller <laughs> and she was just going along the wall, hitting the button everywhere. Yep. She's like, yeah, there's there's a secret here. There's a secret here. Um, yeah, good game. The fun, you know, the mind laban, you know, and, and the yep. sound effects and, and all that. But uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good pick. Justin, that screenshot you sent me is from Doom, not Wolfenstein. Oh, really? That's Doom. Cam- Commander Keen's in Doom, not Wolfenstein. Oh, well, I feel like a dummy now. So, um, yes, you you are. I that, Oh, that is Doom. What the? What, what, yeah. That must have been a secret level in Doom. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Okay. I My, my life is a lie. All right. Uh, All right, Justin, what's your number three? My number three, this is a classic. This was the source of our thumbnail for this YouTube episode. I literally had the idea for that thumbnail at work <laughs> on my lunch break, and I immediately texted myself an email reminding me to make this when I got home. Uh, and that is the original Oregon Trail, although this was the Oregon Trail for Mac, so it was a couple couple years okay. older. It wasn't the original, like, DOS one that was all neon green and black. Um that was another one. It was when we got done in computer class. You either played Oregon Trail or you played Mario's Gaming Gallery. Those were really your only options because we didn't have a lot of games at the time. Or Matt, like Math Blaster, which eh, not that great. But anyway, yeah. um, I still remember like we we our class our our computer time was like forty five minutes, so you never had a chance to make it all the way to Oregon, um, at all. Oh, and yeah. like you know, I remember I would always start as a banker because they got the most money and I would just buy like 2000 pounds of food because I thought it would last that whole time. And then, you know, my wagon wheels would bust and my oxen would die or I'd float down the river and it would tip <laughs> over and bullshit would ensue. Um, and then like hunting, I didn't realize you could hunt. And if you hunted too much, it would make the animals in the area scarce. Like I thought that was a cool factor. Never knew that was in the game. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a great one. I honestly don't know to this day. I might have beaten it once as an adult on, like, a free site. Okay. I don't think I ever beat it as a kid. As a kid, though, I remember I liked that one so much. My parents bought me Oregon Trail 2 for our home computer. Did you ever play Oregon Trail 2? I didn't. No, I haven't really even played Oregon Trail 1. Same idea. Kind of cool because you could pick different places, so you didn't have to go to Oregon. You could go to California for the gold rush. You could go to Utah. Okay. I guess if you were a Mormon, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I guess that's why I don't know why else you'd go to Utah. But um, the other cool thing was the graphics weren't like pixels anymore. It was like actual people they photo imposed in the game, and then you could click on them, and they would move and talk to you and stuff. So it was okay. pretty neat, a little bit different, but that was a good one. That was one of my honorable mentions. But the original Oregon Trail, bar none, excellent game, and it taught you stuff about the 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 uh, Manifest Destiny West, you know? So Yeah. There you go. That's my nice. number three, Oregon Trail. Did you see the um, uh, Paramount Plus show? Was it uh, 1896 or whatever? The Yellowstone or, thing? Yeah. Did you see that? The Yellowstone No, my, my parents swear by Yellowstone, and I just kind of tune out. So when I saw this was Yellowstone-related, I zoned out. But I've heard it's it was good. good. Is it good? You would like it, um, it the, you know, especially being an Oregon Trail, because that's essentially what it's essentially Oregon Trail, but for you know live action. Well, and um, Sam so, Elliott's in it, right? I like Sam Elliott. Yeah. He's kind of yep. cool. Um, it's yeah, it was very good. Um, so I recommend watching right, it. I'll it doesn't t- have anything to do. I mean, 
it's Yellowstone, but it's not. Yeah. Yellowstone. Same idea. It takes place, yeah, it takes place way, way too far in advance. It just kind of shows you how they came to that land pretty gotcha. much. But gotcha. yeah, good, good show. I recommend watching it. Cool. But, All right. Well, I will find some time to play Oregon Trail and then watch that. That sounds good. Yeah, there you sounds go. Sounds like a plan to me. All um, right. So yeah, that's my number three. Good, good choice. Um, yeah, I know that's an iconic game. Oh uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I never played that. My number three is one you already mentioned is Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, good choice. Um, same, same thing for the same reasons you you mentioned. Um, you know, building, being able. To, I liked being able to build my own roller coasters sure. because I love riding roller coasters. I always thought it was lame. That the people, nobody ever found my roller coasters to be exciting. They all <laughs> were terrified of them. Of course, yeah, um, I don't blame them. Uh, well, they would successfully live. It's not like I'd oh, shoot well. them off into oblivion uh, like some people. That's but, mistake uh, number two right there. I, I always found that um, it was it was upsetting because it's like, man, if I ever saw a roller coaster like that, I would want to ride it. Um, but no one ever wanted to. But it was always fun. I actually did go through and like work on beating the missions, which was fun. Mm-hmm. I remember there was one park I always liked to do the. There was one park that was just massive. I remember, and I would take. Um, and I usually just do that as kind of like free play. And I remember mm-hmm. I built a a go-kart race around like the entire place. And it, I don't know why, but it, people would complain as they were on the ride. It's that they too long. To leave the park. I want to go <laughs> home. And I was like, man, if I could like, again, if I could be on a go-kart track for that long, that would be so much fun. Heck but yeah. people would just complain that the, the ride was taking too long. Ah, uh, but screw again, them. Right, and then you'd take them off the ride. If they were complaining, just throw them in the water then and have them drown. Um, I was I was an awful person uh, in that game. But, yes, Roller Coaster Tycoon, a lot of hours spent building rides that no one would want to ride uh, is my number three. Very nice, very nice. All right, my number two. We're getting into, like, some classics here. This one, uh, I was actually just talking to my parents about this one because they were in to watch Maddie today. And they were asking what our topic was, and I had brought this up because this reminded me of something I did as a kid. Uh, my number two of all time for computer games or PC games is Doom 2. Oh, okay. uh, Doom 1 is good. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It's one of my honorable mentions. But Doom 2, just the double-barrel shotgun. I sound like I'm a crazy person saying this. It's awesome. <laughs> or the super shotgun. All the extra levels, all the extra stuff. Just awesome. Um, I played that so much as a kid. And I still remember to this day, like... My, you know, our, our, our family friends, he built the computer for us or bought it for us, not bought it for us, but, you know, got the parts for it and, and would mm-hmm. always give us games for me to play. And a lot of the games were first person shooters. Cause that was like the explosion of those types of games at that time. And I remember, you know, cause they were kind of gruesome, uh, looking back now they're tame compared to what's out there now. Yes. Um, but like, I remember my parents were like, all right, you, we're going to let you play this. I remember this conversation cause I was like six, six or seven. And I remember them being like, we're going to let you play this, but if we notice your behavior is changing, you're done. Like, like mm-hmm. there's literally like this sit down discussion, like if it was okay or not. And that's one thing that always drives me insane. Whenever something happens, it immediately goes to like, oh, blaming video games. Yep. And like, there's a rating system on these games, just like there's a rating system for movies. And if you're a parent and you can't educate yourself, that's a whole nother problem. But anyway, I got to play them because I was normal, was normal. Ish. Uh, ish, yeah. But anyway, um, I remember 
my dad played that with me a lot too. We would play it together. And I, I still remember to this day, uh, there was a line of code you could put because it ran in DOS. And if you put this executable in, you could skip to any level you wanted, right? It was like nice. a cheat code. But my parents wouldn't let me use it because they were afraid there'd be some level at the end that was super scary or super violent. So they would never let me use that. I had to <laughs> I had to just play the game on my own because they knew I wouldn't get very far. So it wasn't a big deal. So my dad would always use it and I would sit next to him and watch him play. And over the course of like a couple days or a week, I just kept watching him type in this code or this uh, executable. And I literally memorized it in my head at like age oh, six. Wow. I, know, I was. Yeah. You're anyway, child oh, prodigy. Yeah, look, look at, look at where I'm at now. Um, but I remember my dad came home for lunch and I remember I was playing Doom and I'm like, or Doom 2. And I'm like, you know what? I think I got this. So I, I exited the game. I was in the DOS prompt and I typed in the line of whatever the executable was. Sure enough, took me to the very last level, was running around killing shit. And I came back and I was so freaking proud of myself. I'm like, you two wouldn't let me run that code because you were afraid I'd be scared. Well, guess what? I figured it out on my own. What do you think about that? I was like six, what a little shithead. Um, yeah. And my mom's like, what was your problem? I was telling her this today and she's like, I don't remember this at all. I'm like, oh, this is burned into my brain. Right. Of like the first time I like hacked something, you know, which is really just typing in code. Um, but yeah, no, Doom 2 is awesome. Great game. Uh, I still go back. I've, I've bought that for like three bucks on my Switch. I bought it for three bucks on like PS4. Like I have it on a bunch. I think I had it on my iPad at one point before my iPad got old and died. But yeah, I've bought that game a bunch because it's just such a fun, fun, uh, first person shooter. So there you go. Nice. Never played Doom 2. I only oh. played Doom, but that, Doom 1 is Doom good. Was creepy um, it is it is that. i would always turn the music off i i didn't like the music yeah, music the was sound creepy. or like i don't remember i want to say that we didn't have i don't remember ever there being music but i remember like just like the sound effects yes of, of like, the, the monsters, monsters. Yeah. you could hear them and it's like oh gosh am i gonna open up a door and there's gonna be one there or like um, the invisible but, invisible there was a couple invisible monsters that you when they would get close you could see like the like pixelated oh, yeah. like stuff yep. yeah yep i remember that but yeah great uh great series great game yep. um my number two i've mentioned this on the podcast before before um is star wars galactic battleground nice um, an rpg i think it would be a strategy rpg like an uh, age of empires type okay. game but star wars um i don't remember there being missions or anything like that it was just the gameplay was a lot of fun um you could play that over the internet um, mm -hmm. during the, the early dial-up days, um, but it was that was a lot of fun. I remember playing that one, um, and that's number two, uh, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. Nice. All right, similar to you, Vinny, with the strategy, my number one is a strategy game, too, uh, and that is Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness. You ever played any of the Warcraft games? I did not. Okay, so this was a strategy one. I know this was way before, like, was it World of Warcraft, or, which I've yep. never, I've never actually played in my entire life, which is probably for okay. the best. But, uh, the reason this one was such a big deal is this was one that, um, I still remember in sixth grade, we had computer clubs. So every Thursday at 3.30, we'd run down to the computer lab. Our sixth grade teacher would come down because he ran it. And he introduced us to Warcraft 2, which is this strategy game. And this was obviously, I mean, we had had, you know, AOL and the internet for, probably three or four years now at this point, mm -hmm. but um, I had never done like land gaming. So all the IMAX and the computer lab were set up on a local area network and we would literally have gigantic, massive battles with everybody in the computer lab against our teacher who was really good at this game. 
And so, like, we would ally, and you're literally picking, like, if you're a human or an orc, and you would build, you know, a barracks, and then a town hall, and then, like, um, a wizard tower, and, like, you would unlock more characters and stuff to yep. to build up and stuff. Yes, you, you know what I'm talking about. And we would literally, we spent a whole year trying to take down our teacher, and it would literally be, like, eight or nine people on one, and we could never beat him. He was so wow. good at that game. And then, you know, we'd be making little deals on the side, like, all right, we're going to do this. You know, we would turn off the chat feature for him so he wouldn't see the messages we were typing yep. to each other. And then I, st- I still remember there was this one little asshole. He would ally with us, and then he would turn on us when at like that most opportune time and try and take us out. And then he'd go run and hide in our teacher's base. And we hated that, hated that kid, hated him, hated him. So yeah, I I played that a ton. I have tried so hard to find a copy to play on my Mac, but there is not any available. That's only for PC. So I, it bums me out that I can't find a copy to play, but uh, Starcraft is the one that came after and Starcraft's really good too, but that's like a sci-fi version of it. So that is my number one. Warcraft 2, oh my god, I play, we put in so many hours in that game in computer lab, so. Did you have, you uh, like clans? And tryouts? D- no, no, that was much, I was in high school when we did clans and stuff, and, come on. <laughs> but we, we would literally like, we would look up the cheat codes thinking we could beat our teacher that way, but that didn't work, and he just, he was so damn good, it was so fucking frustrating, um. Yeah, we, my friends and I from, from elementary school that I still, I still talk to, we still talk about this. Like, that's how much of an impact imprint it left on us, which sounds so stupid, but, uh, as like a 10 year old or 11 year old, it made the coolest thing that your teacher was taking you on these, uh, video games. So that's my number one. Yeah. Nice. That's my number one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, my number one is Age of Empires 3. Um, I've heard that's a great game. I think I still have a copy of that, or maybe. Uh, I lost it. I don't know. Uh, but, yes, I put in a lot of hours playing that one, um, playing the missions. I know, mm-hmm. like, the it was, like, the first Age of Empires that I played the actual story mode on it, which was – it was fun. I remember the first one um, it was uh, the only one that I made it all the way through on. They had, like, multiple stories. But the first one was actually Ponce de Leon. Oh, wow. Um, and you actually find the Fountain of Youth at the oh, end of cool. it. So, yeah. And just like George, when Ponce uh, looked in the mirror and see that he didn't age, I uh, I teared up. Um, but no, it was it was a fun game. That um, was one was uh, colonial based, so it was kind of more near like the revolutionary time type of thing. Um, so it had a lot more of like muskets and stuff like that than like the bows and arrows um, at, in Age of Empires two. Um, but yeah, that a lot of time spent playing uh, Age of Empires three, and that's, that was that's... that was a really fun one. Um, I want to say, what, yeah, you had like you could that. upgrade your your like your because it was it was like colonial based. Mm-hmm. You could upgrade your home. So like if you were British colonial, you could upgrade your like London or whatever, and you could add different buildings and stuff like that. So when it was in your like your home screen you would see like all the upgrades you've made and stuff like that so okay. that was a, a fun aspect on it and each like color each nationality had its own like benefit um i want to say it was always like the dutch because i think they got a <laughs> money boost or something windmills like that i think wooden right? shoes yeah 
tulips. Was, I don't know. Yeah, that's all I got. yeah, right. But I think they had like a money boost for banking or something okay. like that. So that's why I picked them. Um, but yeah, that was a, a really fun one. I, I feel like I don't know if I've played Age of Empires. I know one of my buddies in elementary school had Age of Mythology, which I think was maybe that a little was, bit similar. That was yep. It was it was at Age of Empires, but it was okay. the, like um, yeah, Greek gods. Yes, and, and I remember yep. he would always put in a code. So like you'd start off with like. You know, very old school villagers like worshiping like Zeus and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. you could put in a code and you'd get like a Corvette with like a missile launcher on the back. <laughs> and you would yeah, just, I remember that was just... uh, that was Age of Empires two where you could okay. put in those cheat codes and stuff and like that. Just but yeah, that was right along with demolish. It. Yeah, I'm like oh, yep. these poor people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so great. Yes, I, I think that's awesome. That's another one I wish I would have gotten to play. That's one I missed out on. I think, but. uh uh, should we go over the people that wrote in and then get to bed? Um, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. Or? Yes. Let me okay. run through mine. I have too many. Uh, Dark Forces, which was just Star Wars Doom, uh, was awesome. Okay. Really good game. Treasure Quest and Math Storm were two educational games I had as a kid. Loved those. I actually found videos of plays on those on YouTube, and it made me all happy and warm inside. Uh, Mega Race. Mega Race was really cool. It was a race, a futuristic racing game with you could shoot missiles. But the coolest thing was it was all FMV. So in between races, it was like a game show, and they had this like real swarmy like younger Bob Barker like hosting this game show and like you were in the mega race and if you won you got your freedom and you got out of prison it was it was kind of like a what would it be like a running man kind of thing but it was pretty okay. good uh Oregon Trail 2 Wolfenstein 3D Doom SimTown and SimCity 2000 SimTown was a lot of fun Commander okay. Keen Lemmings do you ever play Lemmings no so Lemmings is you know what it, it is yeah so yep. like we had Christmas Lemmings and I just remember playing that a ton Duke Nukem 3D I played a lot of mm. um not as good as Doom but I played that a lot StarCraft I mentioned and then this is the the very first computer game I ever remember playing on our Apple II it was called Glider and you were literally okay. a paper airplane and you were trying to get from room to room in the house and you would start on one room and you'd be floating at events and then you had to uh-huh. you would you would kind of go down and you had to make sure you made it to the other side of the room before you ran out you have to hit the next vent to go okay. back up silly game black and white which sounds so antiquated now but uh that right. was definitely one of my favorites as a kid that is my honorable mentions oh nice what about you uh, good ones i have the sims the sims 3 roller coaster tycoon 2 um doom where in the world is carmen san diego oh yeah goblins quest 3 Oh, Do you remember that? No. You ever play that? It was uh it was like kind of a point and click adventure game where you had to solve puzzles and stuff like that. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh a lot of time spent on that. Wasn't too good on it. Uh I think I purchased it recently mm-hmm. or not recently, but uh like five five, six years ago, uh for the computer. They had it like a uh, online download. I have to see if I can figure out where I download it or purchase that from so i can go and download mm-hmm. it. i'm sure it's probably free out there by now it's somewhere yeah uh, but that was that was a really fun game you can tell erica erica would know about that one all right um, i'll talk to her about it backyard football and soccer uh seventh guest which is like a point and click uh okay. first person puzzle game it was about being in a haunted house very it was a good one um it was yeah very elaborate story i never beat it i think my mom might have beaten it okay um it was it was good. Um, let's see here. Total Annihilation, which was kind of like a Star Wars Galactic Battleground Age of Empires type game, except it was just futuristic. Um, yeah, and it was more just like army based. So gotcha. Um, 
Yep, another another fun one. And Revolution seventy six. Do you Ooh, no. recall that one? No. This was a fun one. It's kind of like Oregon Trail uh, type, uh, but you were trying to win the Revolutionary War. Oh, that's kind of. I cool. remember uh, it was like a DOS program, and I remember playing that like when we first had a computer, and I had no idea what I was doing. You'd pick like. You'd pick like your treasury, your diplomats, and stuff like that out of like real like Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, and stuff like that. And so when I was young, I had no idea what I was doing. I would always lose. Um, <laughs> and, and when I think of when I was in high school, I actually went back and started playing, and I like really tried because I was like, oh yeah, I understand more of this now. On like like the, the diplomatic process, you know what a lot of the stuff meant. You know, trying to preserve troops i still ended up losing i don't think i ever won um the game but it was it was a lot of fun it was just like a you know clicking game it wasn't like any like actual shooting or lining up troops and stuff like that but it was just kind of like picking your resources and stuff like that so it was a it was a lot of fun but that definitely honorable mention a lot of memories playing that one nice um all right you want me to take the first uh first write in sure uh, this is from Shazera. This was from, I think I got these first two from the MinMax uh, Discord. Uh, she said, Dune 2, the building of a dynasty. I know nothing about Dune or Dune 2 or the Dune nope. movies or the Dune book besides that there's sand and worms. That's about all yep. I know. So, uh, is that Tremors? Yeah. Tremors is different than Dune. Oh, okay. Yes, Tremors right. has Kevin Bacon and is is great. Uh, Dune is like yep. a sci-fi movie, I believe. So, Okay. Yes. Um. Okay, and is this uh, Jerone? I think so. I think so. Joran? Joran, maybe? Yes. All right. Uh, Apologize for butchering your name, but I'm uh, noted as not being good at saying people's names on this uh, podcast, so that just goes goes with the show. Uh, He wrote in and said, Are you afraid of the dark? The tale of Orfeo's curse. I didn't know they made a game for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes! My neighbor had like a Gateway 2000 when I was a kid, and I remember they had that, and it was kind of like a... Uh, do you remember Mist? Like where you would look around and like solve yes. puzzles? Okay, I think it was kind of like that, but it was more Are You Afraid of the Dark? And then there was like full motion video with air- actors and stuff in it too. But I remember it being pretty cool. Okay, that's kind of like what Seventh Guest was like. Yeah. It was like Mist. But, that's what um, it sounded like. Yeah, so yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Um, kind of going to have to go look for that one and see if, see if we can find that for free to play. Because, yeah, I've been watching a lot of the Are You Afraid of the Darks on Paramount Plus. Yes. Since they, they have that for streaming. And, yeah, I still love that show. I, I have a newfound appreciation for them as I've gone back and watched them now as an adult. Because I wouldn't watch them as a kid because I was too scared. So No, not no, you. Not surprising. They're, it's Some of them are kind of laughable now. Uh, yeah. Zach, our loyal listener, writes in. He said, Redneck Rampage, which was a first-person shooter he played a ton of. It was created with Duke, the Duke Nukem 3D engine, which he also played a lot. Also played a ton of EA Sports Triple Play Baseball. He'd play 52 game seasons with five innings on rookie difficulty, stack the team with power hitters and hit home runs. Then the pitching staff would be all lefties and I would strike out 10 dudes a game. It's funny. Him saying Redneck Rampage just reminded me of another game I had. It was called Deer Avenger. Did you ever play Deer Avenger? And it was literally a hunting game, except you were the deer and you were hunting hunters. Nice. It was, I I loved it. I'm looking at the box art right now. It's cracking me up. You would literally scroll through the map and you would look for things like empty beer cans, like, uh, that's great. Like, you know, 
stu- stupid shit that they would leave behind, and then you would have like calls and stuff, and it would be like you know really stupid, um, usually stuff from the south to get the hunters to come out, yeah. and you would shoot them when they would. It was all like cartoonish, but uh, yeah, I, that's I, great. It's a great. It was a great one. So yeah, there you go. Thank you, Zach. Um, let's see who else wrote in. Laura wrote in. I played a lot of you don't know Jack in high school. Yes, uh, pre Jack box games, uh, where it was just trivia. Not that I don't absolutely love the Jack boxes. Uh, now too, of course. Have you ever Do played you... any of the Jack's box Jackbox games, Vinny? Um, yeah, we used to have for PlayStation. We used to have you don't know Jack. Yes, those are fun games. Yeah, that's that's what I had. You games. don't. I had You Don't Know Jack for PlayStation, and then now they made they remade a You Don't Know Jack for PS4, which I think I still have. But um, a lot of the trivia games now, they call them the Jackbox games, and there's different ones. But they're all, okay. instead of using a controller, you use your phone, and you just access the, the game from your phone. And then, like, you just tap. It's it's great, because, like, when we have, we've had family parties, and, um, you know, people are, like, kind of hesitant and want to play a game because they don't know how to use the controller. But it's like, oh, no, this is just a trivia yep. game. You use your phone. You, you go to a website, and it, it connects to the PlayStation um, and then there's a really cool game. It's called Drawful, where it will give you something to draw. You draw it, and then it pops up on the TV, and people have to guess what you're drawing. So, okay, pretty cool. Uh, nice. Jaybird, our guy. I actually, true story. I think I saw Jaybird walking into work while I was driving to work one day because I Probably. think he works very close to where I live, if I'm not mistaken. He does, yes. And I recognized him. I don't know. Uh, this doesn't is neither here nor there. Anyway, he writes in and says, <laughs> number five, Sim Farmer. I uh, never played that. Commandos Beyond the Call of Duty. Commandos Beyond Enemy Lines, which I just saw one of them was on sale for Switch, but I've never played those. StarCraft Blood Wars, which was the expansion. Great game. And then number one is the original StarCraft, also a great game. I had that for my uh, MacBook, I think, when I was in high school or college. I can't remember which, but great game. And he had Big Game Hunter as his honorable. Oh, game. yes. Thank you, Big Game Hunter. I've never pl- never really played any of those besides the... No. Well, the, it's like Deer Avenger. Except, I'm assuming same thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Ashley writes in seventh guest and roller coaster tycoon. Good yes, choice. Both I'm, great games. I'm sensing a trend here. The the other sister, Erica, writes in the seventh guest and Wolfenstein 3D. Yep. All right. Funny. I had him on. Uh, I had him on my list too. Um, <laughs> popular at our household growing up. Yes. Doctor Mantis writes in Sim City number five, number four, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds number three, Age of Empires, Age of Mythology number two, The Sims, and number one, Age of Empires two. That was one I've never played any of the Sims games. I've always played Sim City. That was it. But S- the, yeah, The Sims, the original Sims, was great because you could do the cheat codes, so mm-hmm. you get all the cash, and it was always fun just building houses and stuff like that. Right. Actually, playing the games sucks. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, even like, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's hard. Like yeah. you gotta, I mean, it really puts it into perspective on being a, an adult. Like especially if you have a kid in it, like oh. it would always be like, oh, well, I'm going to put the kid down in the middle of the floor and off to work I go. And it's like, yeah, you really can't do that in real. I mean, if you think about it, like, I don't remember you being able to hire a maid. Like, no, per- you're right. person had to stay home with the kid or you just leave it on the ground and let it cry. And <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, or, uh, let, let the person go in the pool and swim around and mm-hmm. then take out the ladder and then they can't get out <laughs> and then they end up dying. 
There was a there was a series I used to watch on the website called Giant Bomb. Um, they're like a tech video game site, and they did. It was called Thirteen Deadly Sims for Halloween one year, and they created themselves in The Sims. And then the goal was each episode they had to try and find a way to kill off their character. Nice. And some of them it was really hard. Like you had to try and get like a bunch of trash around, and then like make sure the fridge would start leaking, and then you'd have to like try and use like. Uh, the microwave while you're standing in the puddle oh, from the okay. fridge and stuff like that. It was it was a pretty funny premise. But um, our last one, Greg, our guy, Greg Probst, writes in, Descent. Descent was good. I did not have Descent, but my uh, friends did. And that, that was – it was kind of like you were um, – you were kind of like in a spaceship, but you weren't in space. You were going through like these underground caverns and things and shooting stuff. Uh, full Tilt Pinball, I don't remember. Uh, USA – Go ahead. Full tilt pinball was that what was like came with the computers? Maybe I remember pinball okay. two thousand, which I don't know well, how much I played of that. Was. But uh, he also said USAF produced by EA and part of the Jane's Combat Simulation series. I shit you not, I found this at the freaking dollar store in two thousand two. I love Greg's uh, his um, candor. Candor, yes. Played it nonstop. Great fights. Great flight simulator. I thought over G fighters on Xbox three sixty would be a good reboot, but this. But no, it was crap. I wish I still had it though. Thirty nine ninety on Amazon. Ooh, three fifty on eBay. But my stinking laptop doesn't have a disk drive. I don't think any laptop does anymore. Greg, you can buy a USB disk yes. drive for like twenty bucks. I have one for uh, for my uh, I don't know what my M two Mac I, or M one whatever I, the hell Mac I have now. I so. played that game. Did I, you? I'm looking at the screenshots. I vaguely remember this game. I don't know if I owned it or somebody I knew owned it, but I remember playing this. All right, um, now you got me looking at it. Uh, no, I definitely yeah. didn't have, definitely didn't. Yeah, have this. I remember you could select your missiles uh, on the plane. Gosh, this is bringing back a lot of. I'm I like having a flashback. You're going here. down a rabbit hole now. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna have to stay up a little bit longer and kind of look into this. I feel That's like a lot, Greg. There's a couple um, websites yeah, the, I've found where you can play some of these old games for free, but the the cockpits are looking familiar. Um, yeah, wow. For whatever reason, this is bringing back some memories. Somebody I knew owned this game, or I played it. Um, I'm gonna have to do some more research on that. But Greg, good, good pick because what I'm looking at, I vaguely remember it. Um, so good job. Uh, he also said Simtown. He said in fifth grade, when you got in trouble at recess, he had to sit in the library and read, which is boring. Oh, Greg, you're killing me. So to separate me and my friends, some of us would go to the computer lab instead, but we're told we weren't allowed to use the computer. So naturally, I would jump on the old EMAC, and the two things would you could play were Simtown or Kid Picks. Wow, Kid Picks I have not heard about in years. I've totally forgot about that. Um, I've never heard of that. Oh, it was just like an art, like a drawing, like a Microsoft Paint, but like with more options. He also said, okay. out of the park, 20. It's crazy how in-depth these baseball games are. Justin, you would like the hockey one, although you wouldn't have time to play it, but you would like it. Yes, he has tried to get me on the, is it Out of the Rink, I think is the hockey series. Um, and it's like a like a sim management, like you control who the contracts are and all that. I don't think you actually play the game. I think it's more like the okay. financial stuff. But uh, he also said, honorable mention, Mario's Game Gallery, especially Go Fish. Pretty sure you can download this for free still. Mario, Go Fish. Ah, oh, so good. Um, Wait, hold on. Let me do my Mario. <clears throat> I'm a guess I'm a go fishing again. I think that's how he sounds. Anyway. Close. Look it up on YouTube. You'll be able to find it. There's like an hour okay. and a half long of all his, all his ad read, all of his reads. Anyway, Vinny, that does it. That does do it. We we got to get we got to get your stamina back up. I know this is this is a long late night for you after a few it, weeks. It, 
It was, yeah. And I'm now more perplexed about this game that Greg mentioned. Uh, Jane's it, Combat Simulations. I have never heard of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to yeah have to do some digging on that. But that definitely looks familiar like I played that one. So Awesome. Kudos to Greg on that one. Uh, before we go, do you have anything else you need to share? Any last bits of info? Anything like that? No, I don't. All right. Let me cue the music here. Hold on. There we go. All right. So thank you again for listening. Uh, if you'd like to write into the show, tell us your favorite computer games of all time. Find us on YouTube.com slash baseball and whatever. Find us uh, on Twitter at baseball and what. Email us your answers at baseball and whatever at gmail.com. We are on all your podcast apps of choice. Make sure to write uh, a review for us. Five stars on Apple or Spotify. We'd appreciate it. And then lastly, call or text us and leave a voicemail at 1-913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-FART. We will be back next week. Who knows what our topic will be, but surely it'll be fun, and I'll have tons of bogus, goofy stories to tell you about my childhood and why I am the way I am. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Uh, if they're still listening, they're going to be like, what the hell was that for? I can hear it already. Uh, that's all I got. We will see you next week on Baseball and Whatever. Take care, everybody. See you. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.